Hello and welcome to Elite Cadre, the Hordes and War Machine podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I'm Mike. I'm Kurt. I'm, oh, I'm Benj. Sure. See, because I wasn't interrupted, Benj was so distracted he <coughs> forgot his own name. Oh, it just seems so cliche. It's just so 2018 to interrupt you. I'm just kind of, you know. <laughs> well, we are in the bright and magical new world of 2019, as heralded by the Lord and Savior of War Machine, the Almighty Bob. Yeah, King. Is that King Bob? King Bob. Yes. Um, just for, for for those who may have missed out on this one, and I know we have a kind of mainly EU audience, from what I understand, um, Bob of Cerberus is now the CEO of Privateer Press, um, which they announced yesterday as of recording, which is an interesting little story. Um, so it'll be fun to see where that one goes. He's very much been the driving force between the uh, behind the UK National Masters, um, and certainly from what I've heard of him, has got, well, frankly, all the experience you could hope for to head up a company like this. So I'm pretty much on a high note at the moment uh yeah i mean bring back big tournaments etc etc well bob was very much in favor of the work that the press gang did um and he did talk about you know supporting it uh, a version of it in the future so Mm. who knows maybe that might come back uh, it would be nice to see. I would love to see an amended version of the press gang as well, because it. Oh yeah, it's because, not because of not, American law. It can't exist as as it previously did. But uh, and I don't it, think it's sustainable with what it was doing as well. You know, possibly. I, I think that that that's a much wider conversation. But it would it be yeah. nice nice to see something on the the scale of a bunch of people who are. Um, helping to promote the game, get people into it, and bring them up to speed. Because anything that makes War Machine more accessible is just beautiful. Um, as well as that, people might not like to admit it, but it really is kind of the backbone of a lot of the tournament infrastructure. We do have a lot of events running, but um, having a little bit of compensation for some people would really tip the balance and make it so that they are push to actually run it regularly and keep that cycle going yeah very true there used to be a hell of a lot more events all over the place small ones big ones um well you get the support of the big events don't you from from people coming in and you yeah. get people running random little things and quirky weird things as well and that seems to be really what we've lost mm. so i mean well <laughs> segueing on nicely really? there have been um some slightly more quirky events depending on how you want to uh, uh put that recently in the form of some champions tournaments that were run. Um, what, Mike? What is a champions tournament? <laughs> Didn't we talk about that last time, though? We we did, we did indeed. However, All right, we, fine. We are, <laughs> sorry, we are now in season nine of champions. For champions, does have seasons, uh, and it? that yes, and that does mean that the list of allowable casters and theme forces has changed since last time, and I became very sad because, well, um. You don't play Cephalix? I, I have Cephalix. It will involve more gluing than I have time or patience for. Um, oh, yeah. I, 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 as To be honest, let me just go on my desk. and yeah, I have handfuls of Cephalix arms on my desk. Um, there are at least two half-glued casters amongst the array of models in front of me. Um, How can you tell what's a caster and what's not? Um, moving on. Moving on. Big heads, actually. Uh, is that it? Big heads. Okay. Good. Yeah. 
Yeah, Cephalix casters have the biggest heads in the army. I've been told I've got a big head. Cool. And you may- are a Cephalix warcaster. I must be. Not Do maybe. you also have an interest oh. in pain? Uh, is, there, is, there a, is it a career? Because I don't really have one of those at the moment. So It could be. Ooh. I need it. I'm not sure anybody would pay you, though. So maybe that's... Mm. I need a direction in life, you know. Downwards, ever downwards. <laughs> no, no, don't you. Don't. 2019, year of positivity and Brexit. Positivity. <laughs> the podcast of positivity. Um, <laughs> so, yes, um, sadly, my, uh, my, my, my casters had changed. I lost access to Damiano. Um, but good news. It forced me to play a caster I hadn't played in Mark Three at all. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, so, so... Between, Suspense. I like it. Suspense. Yes. Yeah. Between myself and Kurt, um, I went to the uh, Warsaw Champions event on the Saturday. And then, because I am an idiot, um, I drove all the way to Cardiff to join Kurt for the Champions event on the Sunday. Hello. Um, seven games in a weekend. I haven't done you, that in a while. Oh, you boy. poor fool. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't that bad on the Monday, so it was all good. I was? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, Kurt, you're, you're old. Shut up. <laughs> oh, come on, tournaments give me headaches. Like the amount of thinking. I, I would actually say general advice to people who are thinking about going to tournaments or have been to tournaments or like water. Ju- yes. Lots and lots of water. Um that the, there's like three really important things you can have with you when you're going to a tournament that will help you get through the day without a headache. You need water. You need something with a little bit of salt in it, whether that's um, a bag of... Your fruit. opponent. Something with a little bit of salt in it. Uh, and, and also something like uh, jerky or a pepper army or something like that for a little bit of protein. That will get you through the day far more than any like bag of sweets or anything will like that. Um, don't chug cans of Coke. You will feel like hell. I'll jerk so your I didn't, pepperoni. I didn't have the headache thing. I didn't have the headache thing. Really? I drained, and I didn't, and I didn't drink enough water. I think you nailed it there. I didn't drink enough water. I, out of practice, I underestimated the entire experience, despite the fact I used to do it every month for I don't know how long. Well, um, th- this is the really common thing. What people underestimate is the fact that not only are you standing for long periods of time, but you're standing in very close proximity to a lot of other people. Normally, you're getting sort of fairly warm, venue-dependent, um, but you're also talking a lot, which means mm. that you are very rapidly dehydrating. So take water, basically take electrolytes. It's anything yeah. that can top up your body. Yeah, I must say, um, yeah, what was I going to say? Um, I think the thinking thing stems also from anxiety, potentially stress from like making a, you know, a difficult decision under duress. Uh, yeah. I think there's other there's other factors from just not just overthinking. I think there's a whole myriad of well things if you're susceptible to that. I always come away from a tournament with uh, even the smallest ones with just a giant stonking headache. Even though I've probably taken a lot of water in during the day, it's still not enough. I mean that that is entirely fair um, because War Machine is a very complex game and there is an awful lot of thinking behind it so you do need to um i mean the the one thing you can say is 
the more you play, the less you will have that headache because you're not necessarily yeah. thinking as much. That was what that was one of my takeaways from from Sunday was that I've did I've had casual games, but they haven't been against the clock very often, um, and I didn't just felt as intense. And I, I and I came away from it just in, I, start, halfway through the first game. I was just thinking, oh my god, I completely forgot what this is like. I didn't even said to you, it's just like I can't. I forgot what this feels like. And then mm. by the time I got to the end of the game, even at the end of the fourth game, I'd had four games, but I got to the end and went, oh, I missed this. This is really good. I want more of this because I got back into it. By the end, I was you know, not doing so well, but I was, um, I I'd kind of got that buzz back of, no, I really enjoy this. I need to do more of this, but you need to get, it's like, I, I thought of it as like driving. Mm. Um, you need to get enough practice, not just with the game, but ideally with your army so that you know what it does. You're not having to think about what your army can and can't do. You're just thinking about what your options are within the game, and then you just do it. And it isn't there's less thinking process. Like when you first like to drive, you're thinking about every little thing, where your feet are, where your hands are, where you're looking, where you're, you know the mirrors and everything else all the time. And when you've been doing it six months, you're, you're suddenly it's all all automatic, and um, and then you're thinking about where you actually want to go and road positioning and lots of other complicated things. It's, that, that is actually a really good comparison. I like it a lot. It just came to me on Sunday. It's just that's it's uh you need and you need to get with an army specifically, not just the game the game as well. But uh, this is the first time I've been to a tournament with Christopher Guard. Yeah. Um. And I've been with other. I've taken. I've taken minions to events. I've taken, but mainly to controls. Um. But all this was just quite a while ago now that I was doing it regularly. Um. And yeah, I need to get in a lot more. That's why I went. Though, to be honest, was just to get back into it and start practicing more. So I mean, out of interest, what? Because I guess this was the first tournament you've had with your Crucible Guard. Yes. Um, what did you discover about your Crucible Guard you kind of you didn't know before? So I did know they were time consuming, but I didn't know, especially Silvestro, I did not I underestimated how time consuming. I burnt my clock in places. And I was, I'm out of practice on clock. I have played clock games, but a lot of games have not been on the clock and I just fried it. For, for reference for the audience, uh, the games at Firestorm were played on a 55-minute death clock, um, so slightly shorter than the normal one, not huge amounts, but that, no. last, that last five minutes can be a real difference maker in how much you have left at the end of the game. Especially uh, when you're burning tons of it in your second turn, yeah, yeah. yeah. typically. I think any first tournament back on the clock is a, a learning lesson. You can do as much prep as possible even with the clock but um when it's in a competitive environment i mean when you're practicing it's not always that competitive so yeah i, I know what you mean i I, cl I clocked in one i think I, but i'm not used to doing that because i'm used to playing trolls where a i had less models typically because you have <laughs> bigger battle groups you have um um even when you're playing lots of infantry it was fast you know, even mm. when I used to play um, Grizzel One heavy on infantry, it was a it was a fairly fast list to run. But I suppose partly because I had done what I'm talking about doing, which is I ran it and ran it and ran it and ran it, and I knew exactly where I wanted to be in the first turn, and I knew what my second turn was going to be nine times out of eight, nine times out of ten. Uh, I, I mean, there is also that. the fact that that trolls partly are built for those early turns, yeah, because there's not an awful lot of gunfire to be done with trolls a lot of the time. 
So, or if there there's is, more it's now like, than, there's more now than there used to be. But yeah, no, you're, yeah, yeah, still, yeah. So, so a lot of it is you can run in, whereas you were running um, Crucible Guard, which has artillery and a battle engine that's firing things, and you've got the the colossal that's firing things. Yeah, but I take it it's also got a uh, very different infantry. I take it that Crucible yeah. Guard are a lot more squishy than trolls. <laughs> yeah, everything's more squishy than trolls yeah. generally. But yeah, so, true. Yeah, it does. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that that that. I mean, I've kind of already gone through that adjustment. I mean, also because having had a break, whenever I would change in game, um, whenever I went change from say playing trolls to mercs or to menoth or even to minions, I would um, I would be like, oh, everything just dies. But because I've played forty k for a year and a half, and then come back and play Christopher Guard, I haven't quite got that everything's dying feeling. It's it's because I've made that direct transition. You haven't quite gone from. Throw it all up there. Most of it will survive, which is what you do with trolls, where you certainly used to. <laughs> oh, Throw I remember the, the miserable meat mountain was the the one for that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I'm going to run it all forwards. It's it's probably fine. Like nine tenths, it will survive. Okay, yeah, yeah. still a lot. There's, there's still a lot of that in trolls, um, and plus bears coming in from the sides as well now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I mean, Christmas Guard is a lot more about higher death than it is higher armor. It has the bits of high armor. Um, it's an interesting contrast, but it is a very different thing to the way I was used to playing. And I just, yeah, think the most significant thing was was time. Um, and also just not be, I felt, I thought I was reasonably prepared because I've been playing most weeks for a little while. Um, I was ill-prepared. I just need to play more games. Um, well, uh, to, to be fair, when you walk in and get told, oh, by the way, um, a third of the field is Scorn, I sat there going, I haven't played against Scorn in how long? And they've, just dropped a CID, and what are these models? The Supreme Guardian. What does that do? Oh yeah. boy! Can can I just say from from watching? I, th- I think it was the tail end of one of your games against uh, a double Supreme Guardian list. Those. Who that, let's not spoil who that was. Just for a minute, but yeah, that looked absolutely terrifying. If you've got uh, colossals put, on the table, I put two um, two Vulcans against it, and that did um, did cause him to take a, a bit of a. Oh my god! How, how am I going to kill that? I'm like. Yeah, I'm gonna be careful about you charging that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because the fact is that they're like they're high mat and they're gaining like an additional die, which they they drop the lowest, and then they're weapon masters against huge bases, and it just I don't know, they can buy attacks even though they're not um, gargantuans. Melee range of three. Uh, yes, thresher and a melee over, range of three. So they can attack over almost anything in their own army. So they can send all the stuff in first and then attack over it. I mean, that is a phenomenal piece. Yeah. And they looked nice, didn't they? Even even though not all of them were painted. They, I mean, there were at least three or four floating around, weren't there? Yeah, was, I think um, four times. So you got four Scorn players. Uh, one of them didn't have one. Oh, actually, no, there could have been four. Uh, yeah, yeah four, four. So I think it was two ones and a, t- and a double. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. So... Yeah, Supreme Guardian. If you see one of those, quite tasty. So, uh, yeah, yeah carry, huge. Ca- carry on from where you were, if you want to. Um, uh, yeah, I, can, I mean, I can talk about without in great detail, but um, I can talk about my results and how I did, if you like. Yeah, without sure. Blow, without blow, blow, blow. I mean, I did play two Scorn players, um, but uh, my uh, you could argue that I had a bit of a baptism of fire. Um, I played against a guy called Ben. I didn't really realise who Ben was because I hadn't seen any pictures of him and didn't know what he looked like. And then yeah. when it came to write the results right at the end, I have to admit, I was clocked and he was down below five minutes. So I take that as a sense of moral victory when I realised what his surname was. Can you guess, Ben? Yes. 
It, it's Hampshire, right? It is Hampshire, Ben Hampshire. I didn't, I didn't know him. Never met him before. He did say he knew you, but yep. just, people say they know all sorts of people. I don't know who people are. Um, yeah, he's like, he's like a good mate, <laughs> and he trashes people regularly. Yeah, he, he so actually did. Th- he actually did threaten after the game with, that he had with me to go back home, go to Benji's, play him, so he could play the entire of Elite Cadre in one day. Well, I'll beat all the Elite Cadre in one day, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to say there's a prize for doing that because how much of a challenge is it really? Well, but, I uh, mean, the challenge is to get all three of us in one room. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but it was um, it was uh, an intense game, and I, I, I was halfway through that. I wasn't because I I know what um, I know what a lot of the immortals and things do, and I, and I have followed the score and CID, so I know roughly what it all does. But there's a difference between knowing what individual models do. Uh, Hexorus two. It's not what I remember him being. Oh my god! Um, <laughs> just uh, yeah, it was a, it was. A, I felt like it was being done to me the first half of the game, and then, then I kind of started to feel a bit better. And I, I lost. Um, and I was even if I hadn't clocked, I was losing. I mean, I was up on points at one point briefly, but then he started. They pushed back, and he pushed way past me. And I was, was just, he was. If you had, if I hadn't clocked, well, actually, I clocked, and then he won on scenario points on that turn. So. Even if I wasn't clocking out, I still would have lost. Um, if it, it makes a- any, if it makes a difference, Kurt, I clocked against um, Ben as well. Um, he had an opportunity early on to just send in Molik and kill me on like turn two, and he went. But where's the fun in that? Um, and I think by the end of the game, he was slightly regretting it, even though he'd got like time to spare, and it was obvious that I was going to clock because he'd realised as the game went on just how much he really didn't like Makeda 3. Oh, wow. No, she's... Yeah. Because I, I didn't... I was playing Gordon, so and, and I didn't use my feet for, well, pretty much the entire game because opportunity never arose because he was keeping Makeda like a thousand miles away in case I went, ah, I see your warlock. Come over here. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's... I learned about her later on, but yeah... Um, She's intense. I didn't quite realise how uh, well Butcher Three esque she can be. Oh um, yeah, I didn't know that. I, mean, I hadn't talked that at all. But it's just why you go to events and you, you play things at events and you go, oh, I didn't know she. Okay, right, fine. I'll learn that next time. Um, yeah, I mean, he did say because of the way the Hexy's um, feet works, he did say that on one of my turns when we finished, he went, I was really scared that you would go for the assassination in such and such a turn because he said, I think you. Had, it, it was might have been it was it wasn't wasn't easy odds he said but you had a you had a reasonable chance i was i, I realized that i left him exposed with no fury and no nothing because he went for clearing out a lot of stuff on the on the feet turn and left no fury no nothing um yeah and i didn't even see it i was too busy going <laughs> it was good it was educational it was a bit of a baptism of fire yeah yeah i mean i also said i played um three Scorn players. Did you really? You played in the three forest. Scorn players? You only played four games? Yeah, I played four games. Three of them were against Scorn. Um, I got uh, Paul Leatherby first, who I moved up, thought I was perfectly safe. Like, literally, Gorton is surrounded on two sides by forest. The other one is full of units, and, like, there's a I thought, wall in front of them. And I then, thought when you told me you only lost two models that you did well. Yeah, yeah. So, turns out then what he did was he uh, moved Mac 3 up, 
defeated, which now means she gets insight as well. Uh, sorry, yep. in, insight as well. Um, and then went, okay, um, I'll charge Moloch into the um, Hammer Dwarf. And that's when I went, oh, because the Hammer Dwarf was about three inches from Gorton on the other side of the forest. So, yeah, charges in, kills the Hammer Dwarf, sidesteps, biff, 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 leaves, leaves Gorton on one, and then just walks up casually as you like with a Desert Hydra and goes, right, I've got five sprays to do one damage box. Let's see how far we go. Ouch. Yeah. Yeah, I faced that list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so that was Paul. Then faced um, Ben, who was playing pretty much the same list, uh, which I did better against this time, but only because he passed up the assassination opportunity. That wasn't your second game. That was your that, third. That was my third, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm skipping over the second. It's Good, I was skipped to my second one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last I played uh, Stu Greenhow with... Oh, cool, yeah. With, an, with a Supreme Guardian and all the Immortals. And I thought, Armour 7... I was list-locked at this point into um, Cross. And I thought, I should be okay with this. This should be fine. Nothing could be further from the truth. Because it turns out POW-10 guns don't go very well against Armour 22. Uh, no, not really. No. That was bad. I also forgot, because I'm an idiot, that they have Vengeance. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah! Um, <laughs> Sorry. Threat range. Let's measure the threat range. Yeah, I'm fine here. I'm just going to kill that one. Whoops. Yeah. I thought. Okay, so they they speed four, and yeah. then they can. That's at seven, and then they've got two inch range. That's nine. Well, I've got ten inch guns. I'm perfectly safe. <laughs> no. But I, I did make some progress by, in the turn where the Royal Armour 22, setting about 10 of them on fire, which, you know. Oh, and um, corroding some of, more. Which is a bit of a nonsense, isn't it? Immortals on fire, but never mind. I mean, yes, it is true. I know profit rules. Yeah. I'll, ta I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Um, do, you want yes, to talk, do you want to talk about uh, game two? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I can, I'll, I'll do what you did. I'll come back to that because my... Um, <laughs> I'll do it. Well, why not? My third game was against Elliot, which I really enjoyed that game. That was that was really good fun. He had he played minions. He had an absolute metric ton of gators. He just had he had four units of gator men posse and just Ooh. tons of stuff. Yeah, um, I killed a lot of it. A lot of it. Rask? it, it uh, 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 no, it was um, Barnabas one. Oh, Barnabas um, one. Ooh. Yeah, um, tasty. Uh, with a wrestler and various the the kind of general usual with a few extra new solos that have come out. I mean, it's, um, and um, he um, he came across the table. I moved up out of threat range and took a few pot shots here and there, and then he came at me and he didn't do much on that second turn. And then then I was like, I thought about it for a while and we actually we were very conversation. It was a really good fun game because he was like, what what are you trying to intend to do? Because obviously I can't stop you. It's your turn. I was like, well, I'd like to do this. I'd like to kill a lot of gators. I'm going to pop feet and. Pop feet with tons of sprays and everything else with Silvestro and a castle and a battle engine. And I killed most of his army. Uh, but it took me like 40 minutes of my clock um, to do it. I, I would think I was down to about 12 minutes at the end of turn two. So okay. Like that. That's what I need to get faster at. It's very, very effective. You talked about a Silvestro army doing that in turn two. Again, one of your games um, back in December or November. And yeah. now having done it, I just need to get better at it because it's very... It 
because if you come too far at the table and come into threat range, that army can just clean house. Um, but it was really, really good fun. Um, he he did come back hard. Um, fundamentally, I clocked. Um, I was pushing back on one side. He was teased at one of the zones and, and scored a few points. Um, and I can't remember where we were on, on, on control points at the end of it, but um, I killed a hell of a lot more than him and I just completely ran out of time. Um, it was a really good fun game. Um, really enjoyed it. And then my last game was against Paul as well, against Bikini 3. And... Um, uh, with the same list with um, with the Desert Hydra, um, and I I have to admit I think afterwards talking it through with Byron I did make a mistake, and I think if I'd because I had um, um, Sylvester with um, oh what's the thing when you can move out of the way when something comes towards you um, admonition admonition up on Sylvester and didn't think it would trigger on her um, on her movement but of course it does doesn't it yeah um, but I didn't trigger it because I didn't think it did trigger. So then he, at Sylvester's face, came out of the table, killed, killed a couple of steel heads, stepped and stepped, and then cast a spell. He feated as well, and was. Um, and I think he could probably still done it if I if I'd moved back. I think he could have waded through my crew and a few other bits and pieces, and still chances are probably still got to her. But um, if he hadn't, he was still next to a Vulcan and would have just died. Um, yeah, it was it was brief, and it was nice to end the game, end the day with a brief game that I could then go and get coffee and chill out and rest. <laughs> So I was happy because, you know, um, yeah. And then we, we can come on to game two, if you like. <laughs> well, do you want to give your perspective or? Um, it was fun. Um, I had a plan. I had a, uh, so, yeah, we played each other. Let's go with that. Cause we haven't said that. Yeah. Um, it, it was for, from my perspective, it was a very back and forth game. Yeah. Right. Uh, because there, there was a point where I sat there going, oh, I think he's got this. I've made a mistake here. Because I thought, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I thought I did well with getting. Um, there was a point where I don't think you quite saw that I would charge my Vulcan across the table and remove three jacks in one go, and yeah. then managed to dent because I was afraid of the Hammerforge dwarfs counter charging into it, and I managed to kill enough of them to make their their counter punch not quite heavy enough and it, it worked it, it didn't kill the vulcan but i couldn't couldn't capitalize on it enough i think is probably the reality of it yeah and uh, as well as that there was still the the, the siege cross so we ended up playing uh was it Sylvestro against gorton yeah so so my my gorton list was sort of you know see it was basically whatever i had was assembled for dwarves um which is uh siege crawler some hammer dwarves uh mortar um, a couple of heavy warjacks, one driller, one not the avalanche, rock ram. That's the one. Yeah, um, and an assortment of gun bunnies and solos, and some um, what they call the the ogren. Oh, and the ogren assault court. Yeah, so yeah. forgettable. Even I've forgotten I played them. Yeah, um, nicely painted though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good metal effect. I find. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and a similar effect on the uh, on the uh, battle engine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, my apart from my like hammer dwarves, I think that didn't list we, is completely unpainted. Didn't we discover that you have models that you were using on Sunday that you've owned for like ten years and still not painted? Um, was it not quite that long? Or recently painted uh, after owning them that long? Perhaps. L- let me think. I, I'm, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to think what the, the oldest. I thought we thing, said that with retiring, but I can't remember. I, I'm trying to think what the oldest thing I own is that's not painted. It might well be. 
the Steelhead Cavalry. Uh, oh, wow. Because the Steelhead Cavalry, I played at SmogCon 1, mm. um, and they've still got the same undercut on. It's wow. still had, my still had Cav painted. They're just, <laughs> they're just sprayed. Um, the, the, the only thing of the Steelheads that's... Uh, the, the Steelheads have been slowly painted, so I've, like, I've gone through... I've, done Ver, I've, I've got Verin Dry painted, and I've done Damiano, and gone through... Mm. Ross Nante, but every time I look at Cav, I just sit there and go, I could paint this, and then I put it back on the shelf. I don't know what it is. I I have this real thing with painting horses that just it, it's it's the even same. Though even though there's a lot of armor and sort of leathery bits covering the horse, but never mind. Yeah, yeah. Those, those, oh yeah. Yeah. I so mean, my my Sylvester list um is kind of I don't know fairly typical combined arms. It's um a Vulcan. It's a Railless battle engine. It's a minimum unit of rocket men with the with the captain. It's uh, full steelhead uh, halberdiers, halberdiers with um, Doctor Mosby supporting them, turning them into um, turn them into crystal guard infantry, and then a couple of uh, trancers, unit of combat alchemists, the uh, cannon, and a few other solos. Um, Hutchuck. Hutchuck is always in my list. Can't not play Hutchuck. He's just um, he's always MVP constantly, even if he's just tying things up. Um, yeah, and you're right. It went back and forth. It really did swing quite wildly. Um, yeah, I think when I removed things like the almost all the Ogre Assault Corps, that helped as well. But it was the it was I couldn't take your jacks down after that. Your heavies, your driller, and your whatever yeah. the one is. Uh, the driller and the rock room. Mm. Because yeah, I mean they're not they're not super tough. They're only like arm nineteen with mercenary grids, but at the same point, you you'd kind of put so much into taking out all that infantry on the flanks. Yeah, you'd kind of got this bit in the middle where you're a bit too stretched. Yeah, and there was just the battle engine there, so it was yeah. Um, as well as that, they got the gun bunny with them. Yeah. So so while your um, rocket men were kind of bimbling about, the the bunny goes in and goes. Powerful attack on these four rocket men. That was a good shot. That was really good. Did not sit. Did expect you to hit all of those or nearly all of those. When when you rat six and boosting, it suddenly becomes really easy to hit, even like death fifteen. Mm. So it's they they can be an utter horror show. Um, but I think I, I thought you might have had it on scenario very early on, which is. I, I, I realised as soon as I put the list down, it was the scenario with uh, two zones, two objectives, and three flags across the middle. Yeah. Um, Mirage. Mirage. And I sat there going, I may have made a mistake here. My stuff is speed four, and that flag is an awfully long way away. Um, and that's why I kind of had to go with like big AOEs on all the stuff that was n- even near that far flag. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah I, I wasn't expecting the Colossal to come forwards. So that kind of nearly ruined my day. Um, I think it did good work when it came in, and then it, oh, it, yeah. it survived well and killed a lot of dwarves in the countercharge. And my cop was just burning out again, wasn't it? It was just kind of yeah. He, he stepped up, did a sweep, and removed uh, what was almost all of what was left of the dwarves. Um, uh, yeah, it was. Um, yeah, uh, it, it did good work. I just need to get. I need to get better with the list. I think the list. The list is strong um, and has an answer for a lot of things. Yeah, but. But what yeah. it does just takes a lot of time because it's almost a lot of 
It's not quite death by a thousand cuts, but there's an element of that. It's a lot of little hits. Sprays take ages when you're spraying through so many infantry and they don't necessarily yeah. die the first spray. So you have to spray them again. And, and that was the same with the gates in the other game. It was going in there with feet with sprays and just removing stuff left and right. Um, but it takes concentrated fire. I, I think that that game would have really turned for you had I not... I think there were two key pieces that were really early on. It was the combat alchemists at the front and it was the piece of artillery that you got that went away really early on. Yeah. Which you, you could have used to just pick things apart in the later game. Mm. Um, I yeah, do, I need to get better at protecting that. I, I've been aggressive with it in other games and got away with it, so I suppose I've got a bit callous with it. You're not the only one. So, so for, for reference, for, for, for people listening, I've not played Gorton for the entire of Mark III because no one has played Gorton for the entire of Mark III. He's a caster you do not see anywhere, ever. Which means, having played six games of them on the weekend, the amount of people who've suddenly realised, oh, that's how many infantry you can pull in with a Gorton feat. Yeah. So in one game, I was playing against... Um, oh, it was uh, Barry's um, Signar double blockhouse list. I pulled in an entire unit of trenchers and a trench buster, which meant that they were all gone before his next turn, so he had no frontline infantry left whatsoever. And the difference that makes to a game, just being able to go, yep, that's all that stuff is eight inches over here. Um, or another game where I was facing Legion, where all of a sudden their beasts were moved from this dominating position in the centre of the board to right in front of two warjacks. Suddenly makes that game really, really shift. Um, Gorton is not the most powerful caster, but his feet is still incredible. Mm. Uh, for anyone who's not aware of it, you pick a table edge, you pick a distance of anything up to eight inches. Anything in his control area that's an enemy model gets pushed towards that table edge that number of inches and then gets minus three death rat and speed for one round and oh they can't uh receive orders charge trample or slam wow it's a bit um so similar to uh, um it's a very controlly feat similar to um oh what the fuck is his name now Magnus 2. Uh, yes, yes. Where Magnus 2 locks... I mean, that, that's the thing with like a couple of the, the mercenary casters. They do have very scenario-based feats. Mm. You've, you've got McBain that says, I have scenario pieces in this zone. They are not going to die. You've got Ashlyn saying, try as you might, you're not hitting any of these pieces. Then you've got... Um, uh, you've got uh, Magnus and uh, Gorton who control where the opponent is going. So Mercs do have, if only in the feet, a lot of those control elements. So, mm. um, Yeah, I don't know if there's to make up with the, for the lack of... I don't know. They're, they're, their uh, units are not exactly stellar, are they? Um, I, I mean... I, I'm not going to say you, you, you're wrong. Um, Merc units are generally expensive for what they are. I, I think like one of the exceptions is Steelheads. Yeah, who definitely. are they, they are perfectly priced, and they get a lot of work done for what they are. You look at their stat line and think, how, how do they work? They're not particularly good at anything. They need help 
they need help, but in a lot of factions, it, including putting them into Mercs, it's um, so Damiano can make them better because yeah. they're his kind of boys. But so put them into Crucible Guard, you give them Mosby, and so they become Crucible Guard infantry, and he can make them tough, he can make them hit harder, he can make them, you know, it's just, you don't need to make them faster, they're really speed six. You see, they are, see, the only thing's missing is Pathfinder, thinking about it, but yeah, that's, yeah, there's ways well, to make them much more effective. Here's the thing the Steelheads, they are relatively cheap at what, like 11 points for a full yeah. unit, something like that? Yes, that's it. Um, they are speed six, as you said. They've got a two inch melee range. They're death 13, arm 13. Matt's a little low at five, but if they charge, it becomes seven. Yep. And it just kind of, it's just enough in all the right places for them to actually get some real work done. And oh, and as well as that, if they don't get the charge off, they've got set defense. So there comes death 15 if you charge them. Um, they're vulnerable to shooting, and they've got a couple of other little things. They, they do need support, as you said, but. Merc lists generally have Merc lists that take them generally have some form of support, and as you said, Crucible Guard have their own form of support, and there's yeah. that as well. So they are they're a nice piece to have for a force that's generally a little overcosted. Um, but that's the whole thing of they're Mercs; they can work in any army, so they have to slightly overprice them so that they don't dominate each faction's own choices. Yes, because we, I mean we all remember the days of Merknar in Mark Two. Yes, yeah. If you, if the mercenary infantry is is better, it's more efficient and better in general than faction infantry. Then why would you take them? Why would you yeah. take faction stuff? You just end up with everybody playing Mercs. I mean, Merc solos especially was true in Mark Two, wasn't it? They were everywhere. Yeah, I mean, for, for for people who don't remember it, you'd very often see lists that were. Uh, what was it? it was it was Kane, oh, Selena. Yeah. Kane two with um oh uh, boom howler and hammer dwarves was a really common list. There's a lot of Niss around as well. Yeah. Oh god, Niss were everywhere mm. because of course they they completely outshone most factions' infantry. Um, well, no, uh, they don't. <laughs> no, I mean they, they don't even get taken in Mercs. It's, it's it's. I mean they're not bad still. Well, they're good. They're just expensive. Yeah, um, and it's also mm. they don't don't also fit in a lot of the theme forces, uh, unfortunately, right. um, especially for champions, which we're going through at the moment, um, because we get Lelies, which means you can basically take any infantry but Mercs. Um, you get um, Hammer Strike, which means you can only take Rulic infantry, and then you got Cephalix, which means you can only take. Cephalix infantry and one non-Cephalix unit. How long does the season last? Uh, I think it's about six months. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, for, for people who don't know their... Um, for people who are interested in the, in the Champions format but haven't played it, um, if you go to privateerpress.com, go to the organised play section, um, and then go to uh, uh, Champions from there, you'll actually find the full season nine list. I would recommend um, just asking Mike like I'm doing rather than having to read stuff. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm looking at now. I mean, uh, you don't have a lot, an awful lot of choice within Crucible Guard because you've got Sylvestro, no. Sylvestro, Locke and Gearheart in either, was it Primer Materia or Magnum Opus? It's not Locke, it's McKay, isn't mm, it? No, not for season nine. I thought it was McKay and Gearheart. No, because oh, I thought because previous season was was um, was Locke. Okay, I th- okay, Mister Mister. Look, okay, I'm yeah, sure it's okay. 
I, I, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I'm, okay, I'm, I believe I'm, you. I'm staring at it. Okay. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. I thought it was um. Yeah. There you go. Um. So yeah, and and I, oh, I'm just looking at it now. Zal too. Oh. I don't want to face that army again. I'd, I'd have to find a way around it. And yeah, and yes, mercenaries are particularly interesting because resistance, hammer strike, and operating theatre, and you get two each for resistance and hammer strike, and one for operating theatre. So you, you're kind of a bit locked into what you're taking because you're only allowed, um, well one of each theme force so it's interesting it's a format i'd encourage everyone to try because you are not gonna see things like Haley three with trenches in this it's it's not that kind of format you are gonna see um stuff that is well more thematic i, I suppose actually well for, first do you have you got any more thing more you want to talk about with the tournament Kurt? Um, I don't think so. We've kind of gone through that. I mean, I, I lost okay. all my games. Let's be clear. I lost all my <laughs> games. Um, uh, but I've come away still wanting more and wanting to, um, yeah. Dang, that, that, that's good. Um, I did decently well on the Saturday, winning two, losing one, which was fine. And then on Sunday, went uh, one win and three losses, which was kind of the other side of the coin. But there we go. Um, but yes, we, we can now go over to... Um, a question that was asked us by Terry on Twitter. Um, if I just find the exact wording, um, he says, discuss why CID and Mark three themes are a positive thing for the game. I'm going to open the floor to someone who's not talked to him. Benj, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Sorry. I, 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 the tournament chat was riveting. Um, then I rolled a six, but then he rolled a three. But then, and then I shook both my dice up his nose. <laughs> oh dear! Uh, yes, um, are themes killing the game? Was that the gist of that question? Sorry? No, 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 not at all. So, so the the question I, I will I'll read it again for you, Benj, because you clearly weren't, weren't paying attention. Yeah, that's fine. Discuss why. Yep. CID. Yep. And Mark Three themes, yep, are a positive thing for the game. Mm. Now, I'm, I mean, you could take that as either a positive or a negative, and you can discuss any side of the coin. Mm. Uh, I'm not really sure because I'm not. I'm well, not. I, I was, I, 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 would you like me to discuss what my answer was first, and then you can kind of bounce off that? Or? Yeah, yeah, you can riff, riff. Away. Okay. So. One of the things I said in this was that I I, I do think that um, specifically I'm going to go for the themes aspect first of all. Uh, I think CID is kind of a, a, a separate topic. Okay. Why the themes are a positive thing for the game right now? Because what we have seen since um, let's take the early part of Mark II when I started playing. Yeah. What we have seen since then is a more than doubling of the number of models, units, warcasters, warlocks that, that you can put on the table. There is a huge range. Now, what that means for um, both on the testing side and on the playing side is you need to remember a lot more interactions. Mm -hmm. It's not just your own. It's remembering what other people's stuff does as well. Mm. What the theme forces do is they lock out some of those interactions 
So what it means if is if there is something that you know in a faction is going to be problematic, you, you desperately want to put two really nice models into a faction, you want them to have these rules, but you know that if they interact on the table, they are going to cause problems. Mm. Well, now what you've got is a very simple system. On PP's side, what you do is you say, okay, um, yeah, this model's available in this theme force, this model's available in this theme force. If players want to play those two models together, they still can, but they are handicapped. They lose out on a certain number of points, usually between 7 and 17, something like that, um, in order to be able to play those models, which limits the damage that that combination can have on the game. Now, arguably, could you get around that with more testing and you know, maybe refining those ideas a little bit more? It, it's it's arguable you could, but that's kind of what CID is for, and that's later in the process almost. Um, it's a very simple way to just make sure that some of those some of the most damaging play experiences for the game don't happen. I don't think of it that way, but I, yeah, that does make sense. I think from my perspective is that I find that CID is quite. Uh, I don't follow it uh, religiously. Um, the game evolves very quickly and sometimes too quick for for me to keep up. I can see if it was a video game where constant patching is important, basically, you know, to, like you say, keep everything, um, you know, balanced and fair. I, I, I could understand that. Well, I, I, I will go to something that Privateer Press said earlier today, because um, shortly before um, we started recording, I was actually watching the Primecast. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I think, no, uh, sorry, the, the uh, developer hangout, that's the one. Yeah. Um, and they said that their aim was always to incorporate CID changes into the game within six weeks. Right. Um, which is a very interesting statement to make because, um, do you know, I don't know how many CID um, sort of sessions there have been over the last year or so. No, I'm not sure either. Um, Roughly one a month. Let's have a quick look. So in the 2018 archive, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 10, 11, 12, 13. So, so roughly one a month. And each one... Well, Wait, one, did someone say that just now? Well, one of, one of those is SR 2018, so you were actually yeah. bang on. Um, so we're getting roughly one a month. Now, that means that each faction is getting part of it looked at roughly once a year in, yeah. in, the, in the grand scheme of things. Um, now, previous to this, we were getting... Was it uh, four dynamic updates a year? Something like that. Yeah. We were getting, I, I think it was roughly four dynamic updates a year. Um, but each one could potentially address a lot more things. So I think what we're, I think what we're seeing is a smaller amount of things being done each time, but much more rapidly. So I think you are right, Bench. It is... It can be a little bit difficult to keep up with. So I, I, I find 
that before they started the streaming to the extent that they're doing now, I struggled to keep up with it. So um, Mark III in general, um, I found hard from the beginning to keep up with it, to learn the changes as we went to Mark III and to understand them. And we know that the beginning of Mark III was, was problematic, so let's move past that. But yeah. the, the, the CID that helped correct that, I struggled to keep up with it. What I have found massively beneficial to me, because I my go-to general chuck the telly on, I don't browse to just terrestrial TV or Sky or anything. I don't have Sky, but I don't, I don't browse anything anymore. I chuck YouTube on as my general background TV. Um, and, I, and, and I find CID is a CID update. Sometimes they're a little bit slower. They've got better. The last, the last couple of months have got a lot better, but they have been in the past sporadic and a bit slower at updating. But that doesn't matter unless you're playing that, unless you're playing that during CID. Um, if it's a month after CID finishes, it doesn't matter. It's not live rules yet. So if you've caught up with it, with the YouTube kind of discussion a little bit later when they post it on YouTube, it's, I find that a really practical way to, to absorb it. That's fine. I don't find the material that, that interesting to watch. Like, I mean, I'm the same. I don't watch terrestrial television, but I watch, I must say, I don't watch any sort of third party content for war machine really anymore. Uh, I don't find the game very interesting to broadcast uh, in comparison to other sort of like esportsy type stuff. That I don't think board games and stuff like that sometimes translate very well. I think the I think, the, I think they need a bit more thought. I agree. I think things yeah. like Arcane Assist have it have it quite down. Uh, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was actually I was actually going to bring up the same thing, Kurt, because I, um, I mean. Last year, I wasn't really kind of involved in anything other than the social media scene for the game. Um, I now actually do subscribe to Arcane Assist's uh, Patreon. Um, oh, cool. I've been looking up to that. I'm thinking about yeah. that. I mean, it's, it's only like um, a, a dollar, dollar a week, a week which is, yeah. it, it's, it's nothing. Um, but I have actually found the videos they've been putting out um, for, for War Machine Hordes to be actually really good content they they you know they've got the game going at double speed and they've got people talking through okay what was your motivation on this turn why did you do this you know how did this play out mm. and it's just watching people go through the game and working out okay so that's how that army unpacks that's how that unit works it's an interesting way of actually keeping engaged and good things and they're on. good players too yes yeah that cha that channel is an except well it's one of the few actually as well isn't it so not i think Deathcock Dave is another one that gets close. It's not quite the same, but that's also does a similar thing. So they will do full version, but they'll also revisit, and you'll probably get sometimes you get both on Deathcock Dave. So you have to look at what's short and what's revisited. And it's a similar concept: run at high speed, commentate over the game, talk about why and how, and things in a similar way. Uh, I I see. I mean, the thing about learning other people's factions uh, that is never really interest me because otherwise I'd play that faction basically. I, I guess if I was more competitive and I'd want the edge, you know, I'd like any other game, I'd, you know, if it was like a TCG or something, I'd research, you know, decks that, you know, beat my deck or something and variables to tech against and stuff like that. And what two list pairings I should take, you know, to a tournament, but for casual tournament going, uh, CID is a bit of a nightmare. Uh, and these these videos are quite good. I would I'd prefer uh, you know I'd go to that, but I much I end up just speaking to friends really about what's you know a what list should I take as like a, an all comers kind of thing. You know I learn better especially by uh, 
by doing and seeing rather than just I was going to say there's a learning there's a learning methodology question yeah. there isn't there you were just going that way anyway. I could tell you yeah. in that direction and, and, I, and I'm, I'm a big arrow learner it, it's I absorb really well from what I hear so for me that kind of YouTube channel even if I'm not actually watching it I can sit in paint and have the private mm-hmm. stream on and it goes in quite nicely I might not remember all of it but but I, I at least then have an understanding of what's happened with CID for current Grimkin the last lot of score and those kind of things are in my head somewhere Plus, I mean, what, what yeah. I would say is it is actually really nice that Priority Press are doing these very frequent streams and talking to the community more. It, it's something that had been kind of missing, but now we're kind of seeing it, it, it is starting to drive a little bit more engagement and getting people kind of, you know, more understanding of where the game's going, where it is, how, yeah. how they're moving forward with it, which is, I think, a real positive um, aspect. Yeah. yeah. I, I do agree that the engagement is getting better slowly. Um, uh, I would say the other thing as well about, um, I was just going to say before, the, you know, the learning curves and stuff like that. Mark two took a hell of a long time to actually sink in, you know, um, and I haven't really, it's a commitment thing. I think the whole thing is a commitment thing and CID asks for just a little bit more sort of commitment into the game. And at this stage, probably not that committed so uh, the worst thing about you saying that sort of um commitment thing benj is the fact that like i know people who were really committed to the game and and played it in mark ii for years and it got like let's say two three months before the end of mark ii and every time there's a tournament i can guarantee that one of those players would stand there go judge call me over and go how does a two-handed throw work again Mm. Because uh, there's almost too much to keep in your head at times with some of oh, this. Yeah. So, um, yeah. No, I, I, I understand. Um, and I'd still call the judge over for a fucking throw these days as well because they're very corner case rules that don't often happen or people don't often see that as a, as a line of play. I will say, um, using that example again, they, they did massively simplify the, the throw rules for uh, yeah, for, for Mark III um, mm. because one-handed and two-handed throws no longer exist. You just have throw. And yeah. if, if you have two open fists, grand. You get an extra die for the strength check. That's it. It's amazing. Uh, well, that's, that's pretty good. Uh, but what about all this di- half-distance and... And all this nonsense, and if it ricochets and bounces off something, or is that still in there? Is there all the, it's, you know, it's never le- ricocheted off things. Uh, wow, well, <laughs> what least disturbance or something for a landing oh, zone? Rule of least disturbance. Yeah, that's if it's passed over models that have a smaller base size than the model being thrown. Right. Um, and basically, the the principle of that is move the fewest models the smallest distance that they can get to legal positions okay that's it Mm. so so if you know if you're moving two models two inches but there's an option to move one model three inches then you take the one that moves one model three inches so if one colossus throwing another it just throws (laughs) everything out no because colossals (laughs) can't throw each other oh oh can they not Oh, disruption on colossals as well. <laughs> also, that doesn't rem- work. I know, that reminds me of um, grievous like, wounds on colossals. Doesn't oh, work either. Don't, don't take them away. We're still thinking of more. 
Uh, what else doesn't work on uh, out of action uh, movement uh, on colossals? Unless, unless, oh, there we go. There we go. unless they have the what is it? Surprisingly quick rule. Surprisingly, <laughs> is I, that, I oh, that's the um, that's only on one model, isn't it? Two now. Yeah, I think, I think I think isn't there a legion one with it as well? Mm, yeah, archangel. No, the, the archangel was the one I was referring to. Is there something else now? Oh, that got its rules from the flying circle thing. Zapdos. Oh, uh, the the zappy bird. Yeah, zappy bird. It's called yeah, the circle zappy bird. That's the one. I just call it Zapdos. Well, Storm Raptor. That sounds like a sounds like a Sean Connery film. Zapdos. Yeah, it does. Is he wearing a uh, mankini? <laughs> That's yes, time today. I said mankini I preference. Zapdos. I needed it neither of those times. <laughs> oh, I've got a mankini. I could put it on if you want. Benj, you do you. Just don't turn your camera on. I work I, with Zapdos. My camera. name is Ed. <laughs> and anyway, I come from the galaxies. <laughs> to go back to what we were actually discussing, the rule, <laughs> the rule is deceptively mobile. All right. What happens if there is a house and all sorts of terrain in the way, and like you throw in a model through a woods into a building? I don't know. What if there's a rat? <laughs> <laughs> what, Skaven? <laughs> uh, like, I'm saying with now. Sound like you were quoting with now. I was joining. Oh, okay, fine. Uh, that's okay. then, then at this point, I turn up at your table and DQ you. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm so glad you're not a judge. I, that, you just reminded me of me getting Nick DQ'd from one of the Masters Nationals just because he said I could go first. He started deploying before me. So I just I didn't tell him. I just hand up judge. Chris, he's deploying, and he said I could go first. And he DQ'd him on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> no wonder he doesn't podcast. It was ace. We were... We were on the very bottom table on the second day. It was great. It was like last game. It was so funny. <laughs> I was crying on the floor. I couldn't help no it. One, no wonder he doesn't podcast anymore. That probably holds uh, his nightmares. So. It was so good. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'll choose this table and you can go first. And then he started deploying. I just ran Amazing. Oh, Amazing. So funny. Uh, anyway. So yes. Yeah, so, yes. Back on topic. So, um, one colossal throwing in that there. Sorry. Yeah. No. No, um, what I would say about the um, uh, I've got to write lock lists now. You do know that I've got to now start writing lock lists. I've never have got a lock list. I'm really happy with. I need to start doing that now. Okay, fair enough. Uh, uh, but yes, going back to um, the point. Yes, to, to, to Terry's um, little um, question. I like it. Is the is the is the um is the answer my answer? Yeah. <laughs> the answer. I was just pissing them out. Um, I'm in, I'm indifferent, but yeah. that's because of where I am, I guess, in the game. I think CID has taken us to a point of balance that we have never seen before. There's, we've we've got to a point where it's probably a combination of the two. So themeless do what you've said, Mike. They they do I mean you can play the jank combos, but the jank combos rarely fit into those themes, so that you cost you fifteen odd points. Of, of potential free stuff because every single thing gives you somewhere around as you said 9 to 17 free points generally um, or something similar um, yeah somewhere around there 8 to 15, eight to 17 or yeah you probably nailed it. I think you might be able to get 18 in some but um, if um, so it helps balance from that point of view CID I do grant you it's hard to keep up with although I for me I found YouTube is a brilliant way just to have that as a almost passive learning kind of way keeping up with roughly what's going on and um it's created a level of balance where you can anything into anything doesn't 
almost nothing steamrollers other stuff. Things are scary. Supreme Guardians, two of them, scary. But then so's two Vulcans. So, I don't know, different things. One's Battle Engine, one's Colossus. But, Colossal, but they're, um, I think we've got to a point where the game feels like you could play almost anything and do anything under that umbrella. Mm, okay. <laughs> There's a fly. I, 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 will, I will say, um, for, for purely from a, uh, almost a business mm. point of view, from PP as well, <laughs> Um, oh, flatlining, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, what this what this does is it means that there is a constant level of anticipation over what's coming next. You're always kind of a month or two away from like, oh, there's a there's a new thing coming along. Oh, there's a there's this my faction's got something new. Oh, there's a new bit of piece here, and you've always yeah. got that kind of it. It feels. Well, if they get it right, and I do have to stress, if they get it right, and I don't think they necessarily have been getting it right all the time so far, it's it looks like it might be improving, but this is really from a selfish mercenary point of view. Um, two, it, two mercenary CIDs in how long? Anyway, yes. Sh- shut up. Um, when was the last Troll one? Yeah. Uh, that is that is very true. Mm. Um, when was the last Crucible Guard? Mm. Trolls do feel hey, like... you're a new faction. You don't go on. I, I will <laughs> say... Having seen the number of people who are playing trolls at big events, yeah, don't need it. Do they? They don't ta- need it at the moment. Tail end of last year, <laughs> well, I know in the UK, I'm going to stress right. that in the UK, ATC is, I think, a very different thing, and the, the lists have just come out for that, and I haven't even bothered to look at those. No, I'm not yet. Where are they? Um, I googled it yourself. I, yeah, I believe they're on uh, Conflict Chamber. Oh, um, but. Yeah, trolls probably do need a little bit of a tweak. Not a lot, just just. But there's talk. Actually, the, the talk I've heard is around some of the earlier um, themes. That's where the work needs it. Around um, not Band of Brothers, what it was called. Uh, around some of the um... <laughs> oh, Band of Heroes. Band of Heroes. See, I wasn't miles off. I know he's oh. played trolls. Um, I really have not played it much in Mark Three at all. Um, yeah, so going back to some of those, and because everything's got Storm of the North, so they need a bit of balance around the other themes to kind of get go. This is good too, honest. What, what, what we need is we need a theme for trolls called Ev- Elemental Evolutionism. That's what, <laughs> we, that's what you need. That would fix everything. Back in the bin. Yeah, back <laughs> what was this in the Storm trolls in the trash. Where you belong. <laughs> so cool. I love that theme, Mark too. Nobody I'm else. So did. good. I, 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 I remember it was the Elemental Evolution playing it, uh, yeah. playing Jim Stark, who had oh. all all the beasts in the world. Oh. Um, we worked out afterwards he'd been making the list in and get ready for a blast from the past. I bodger, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, but he thought the theme force wasn't in there yet. Oh my god, he was allowing for it twice. So it was deducting a point off all the beasts. Then he was deducting a further point off all oh the beasts. Oh my god. I mean you got like you got I don't know how many points worth free in that because you got discounted lights. So Yeah. So, oh my god. so in the equivalent of Mark three points, he was playing roughly like twenty eight to thirty two yeah. points up. Yeah, because he was like thinking, What's going legal- on? A legal list, you could get 11 points free, which is a lot in theme lists for Mark II. It was hideous. Mm. You could get a lot of points. I I could actually check because I still have War Room 1 installed. I do somewhere, yeah. My other phone. Oh, I I, I go back to it now and it's it's certainly interesting. (laughs) 
I like those lists. I, I have five painted stall trolls. I thought we weren't going nostalgia, by the way. No. Um, okay, let's, 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 let's step back from Mark 2. Instead of being me, it would have been slamming the foot on my neck. And <laughs> say, Shut up. Ben, yeah, that is true. That I, is I, have, I have never turned up and stood in your throat. Honest. Not yet. Not yet. No. No. Still no, I've, still th- I've threatened. I've threatened. So it's hard <laughs> to get nostalgic about Crucible Guard, though, to be perfectly honest. Oh, that is true. Fluff-wise, fluff-wise it is. Fluff-wise, I do. Yeah. Because they go back to Escalation, really. (laughs) We're not not having another episode again. (laughs) 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 Well, you know you like fucking alchemy, you know. All right. It's fine. Interestingly, I was going to say, what's actually going through at the moment um, in terms of privateers um, campaign stuff that they're actually taking submissions for the winter rampage mm. is all about the fate of Lael. Yeah. Um, so there's that still not been decided yet for fuck's sake. No, it ends soon. So, so you've got uh, the book, which is acts of war three Stormbreak, um, which is apparently, I think the lead up to this, then they're taking campaign um, results as part of winter rampage which is on priority's site um and they'll be ending those submissions on the 31st of january which will then go into what actually happens in the world whether lael wins its freedom or whether it remains kador apparently at the moment it should be becoming independent again yay so we'll see where that goes and i'm, I'm hoping it goes for more Lees troops yes that would be yes. lovely yes. um so we'll see um given what's happening I, I may have to look at getting some more of the books just so i can kind of get back into where the fluff is because i've got no idea what's going I, on i have i still love the fluff but i have i don't know if i sit, want to sit and read the books there damn i'm doing this again i should stop um <laughs> yeah um so what we should do then i, I think we've kind of gone through um most at least most of Terry's question. Um, in that, that's impressive I, that we pretty much put a whole podcast out of one question from Terry. Terry, you're now hired yeah. to give us another question <laughs> podcast, to build a whole podcast out of it. That is very true. Um, so uh, I mean, I, I've said I'm positive, Kurt, you said you're positive, Benj is more ambivalent, but I, you know, Benj, actually, you, you, you've got some good points as to, to why you might be more on the fence. In uh, they're wrong, but they're good points. Yeah, I'm always, that's always the line, the company line. You're wrong, but, but, but. nice. Um, what was I going to say? Like, uh, I, the one thing I do enjoy about CID is early concept art. You know? Yeah. Um, although it is leading, sadly, to something of a disappointment with me for the, uh, the Iron Head, because they've now said they can't do the pose that they were going to do for the Iron Head. Um, so... I may have to wait for when PP does a convention and see if I can get another bombshell bombardier because that's the only way I'm going to be able to convert up the pose that they originally had. Sorry, the iron head. What was that? Sorry. I must've missed that one. Oh, okay. Um, so, you know, the man of war suits. Yes. So they stem from a much earlier mercenary invention. Okay. Uh, called the iron head suit. Okay. Um, and that's being put into mercenaries proper now. So what it is, is a four or five point solo, which has, um, 
basically mechanic rules, so it can go around fix warjacks. Okay, uh, it's it's really efficient. It's like D three plus two. It's really good for throwing aliens out of war out of airlocks. Uh, yes, <laughs> it's a power loader. Yeah, well, it has the power lifter rule, which means any model with an I think it's large or smaller base size within two inches of it at any point during its turn, it can basically. Um, place them anywhere with it completely within two inches of where they are right um it's also got girded i think yeah and um it's it's got the clamp rule as well which you, means you proxied you proxied one when we played before didn't you they are hilarious i mm. love them um they are also great late game pieces because they are well, actually, I, I'm going to get the rules up because I've I've sort of forgotten these. Um, it's thrilling radio, I know. Meanwhile, here is some music. Benj is just slowly going mad. Uh, well, yeah, because it's maddening. Uh, has anyone got any of this concept art then? Because I'm looking at the uh, concept art that came out for the Infernals. Uh, today there was an extra. There was an extra character that looked like he had a giant fucking helmet on. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I've seen that one. Uh, ah, here we go. All right. So, Ironhead, girded, mechanically adept, so it can repair other factions' models. Power lifter, so it can do the the crane thing. So even if a model's knocked down, it can pick it up again. It gets knocked down. It gets up again. Repair D three plus two. <laughs> It, it's repairable. It's medium based, def 10, armor 18. Uh, it's got two weapons industrial clamp, which is uh, range one, PNS 13. An enemy model with equal or smaller base size hit by this weapon suffers minus two death and for one round cannot advance while within this model's melee range. Okay. So and, it's a bit like a rat jack. And forge hammer, which is uh, range one, PNS 14. Okay. And that's a four-point solo, which also has Jack Marshall, for some reason. Jack Marshall, how, do you mean? How much does it repair? D3 plus? D3 plus two. Okay. Four points, I'll be taking one of those basically every time I can. Because on Merc Jacks, that becomes D3 plus three, which, oh, is, yeah. a, which is essentially make this Jack have all its systems again. Yeah. So... If it lives through being shot, you can fix it up nice and proper and have it charging across the table again. Where, where, where's some concept out of this, though? Uh, it was in the CID forums, which you should be signed up to. Uh, yeah, I forget my password. Well, then you're useless to me, Ben. Do you have a link? Come on. Or just like a screen grab you could just throw at me. <sighs> oh, I don't like next month's model. Uh, Harlequin. Oh, is it out? Harlequin Versh. Oh, I haven't seen that yet. It's not that great. I was expecting for Harley Quinn Versh. That bit. Can't do that. Why not? There you go, Benj. It's in our chat. Thanks. Uh, okay. Where are we? Does it look good? It was the uh, Warcaster. That was a pirate, wasn't it, supposedly? Yeah. Name hasn't been revealed so far. Um <laughs> If that ends up uh, though from Riot Quest, I'll fucking riot. To be honest, <laughs> well, Benj, 
No. Ev- everything in Riot Quest is getting War Machine rules. Yeah, I know, but that game looks so fucking stupid if it's anywhere near that video that was coming. Oh, I've seen that. We don't, we don't have to play that game to get the cool new models for your cool new army. No, yeah. you have to buy a book, though, to get a alternate sco- sculpt. Mm. I would. Okay, I- okay. Yep, we can take up that conversation topic. I would buy that. It's just a bit. I don't know. So, 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 so for reference, what Benji's referring to is the current and what will probably be former by the time this is edited uh, Kickstarter that uh, Privacy Press are running. Um, now, this is for uh, the art of the Iron King. Well, sorry, not the art of the Iron Kings, the art of Privateer Press. Um, it's uh, an aggressively short Kickstarter. I, I think that needs to be pointed out, um, which has just hit the stretch goal, actually, which is nice. Um, so it it is going to be an art book, um, and there is, uh, if you want, there is a model that comes with it, the, the Iron Maiden, uh, also called uh, James, um, which, judging by the rules, actually pretty nifty. Works mm. works for basically everyone and is slightly terrifying. Um, with, I mean, just the back of that card is ridiculous. It is a lot of text. Acrobatics, blade shield, prey, sidestep, soul vessel, and uh, spring blades. Um, oh, okay. If a model hits this model with a melee attack, the attacking model suffers D3 damage points after the attack is resolved, unless this model is destroyed or removed from play. Oh, it's also got Grievous Wounds, which is absolutely delightful. Because there's not enough of that in the game at the moment. <laughs> it, it, it's also 14-17, speed 7, mat 7, and it has 8 boxes. I want one, please. <laughs> yeah. um, is it a small base? It's a small uh, base, isn't it? No, it's medium, I think. Oh, it's yeah, medium. medium. Yeah, 40 mil. So, actually, if you notice on all the new cards, they've added another symbol just under the uh, command value, um, which is the, uh, the size of the base in mil. I quite like Harlequin Versh. Well, that's fair oh, enough. Good for you. Um, so, yes, th- there is this book, uh, The Art of Privateer Press. Um, now, for anything above the $30 range, um, you can have um, a digital or physical copy. Uh, if you want to pay an extra $17, you can have the miniature. Um, so, for 40, uh, $57 all told, you can have... Um, the book with the model. Um, now, a lot of people have said, oh, why well, is this a Kickstarter? Private is a big company. Um, I'm, 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 I'm just going to point this out now. Uh, how many times have you gone into uh, wargaming stores and seen slightly tangential books for games that just sit there in piles for years collecting well, dust. RPG books. You got to think about RPG books, to be perfectly honest with you. Or, yeah. or Mark II rules books. Um, I'd, I'd say uh, less of those. Um, I mean, yeah, near the end, people weren't buying them. But D&D you know. books? Yeah, that's I, what I mean, I, RPG, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, t- I'm talking more stuff that's tangential. It's, it's okay. set- setting, not rules. That kind of stuff. Um. And one of the things they've said is, we want to produce this, we really want to produce this, but we need to know that there is enough of the market. Um, by putting on Kickstarter, yes, it is a glorified pre-order system. Yes, it's not intent- originally what Kickstarter was intended for, but it's what Kickstarter has been used for for the last 
several years. By several minutes ago, and get board game companies in crisis as well. Yeah, so it's 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 kind of at least semi accepted. Um, now I've backed it because I love quite a bit of the Art of Privateer Press. I um, have also backed it for the same reason. Yeah, I have uh, on my wall two pieces of art which I've referenced multiple times. It's the the one of Ashlyn standing in the ruins of Ladry, and mm. the one of Sorsha standing by a warjack. Um, all in white, um, which I think are two really gorgeous pieces of artwork. If I could buy a print of the Brian Snoddy Nomad as well, I would. I can't, so I am sad. You haven't, you haven't gone as far as the um, the block canvas print, there, have you? <sighs> well, uh, if it was any other time, I might have sprung for that because it's quite a lot more money, though. Yeah, well, the, I mean, you were just talking about like the number of like miscellaneous books that you have in in shops collecting dust. I have a number of those miscellaneous books co- collecting dust on the shelves, and I've realised to stop buying them. They're as much as they're nice pieces. You only end up looking at them once or twice, basically. They end up in a coffee table somewhere, you know. Collecting I, that, dust. That's that's kind of the point of a coffee table book bench. I, I know, but it's maybe and then it's another thing you have to move when you move house it's another fucking you know it's a, a, a doorstop at best it's not even a, a fucking coffee book table half the time so uh, okay this is the point where someone visits benji's apartment and realizes it's just a single foldable camping chair and a tablet and something else full of hate in the corner we don't know what it is that, that, that's uh, you bench i have a bookshelf that is well it's just a slow realization that you know there are plenty of these books uh i have like i backed like the infinity rpg and i have some lovely art books from that and all sorts of stuff but it's just it's tat in the end it's a very expensive collector's tat well and, then so it's the whole hobby from a certain perspective yeah no because you can actually use those models to actually do something with you can go look at an art book and go mm, okay but, but but bench the same could be said for the like the art pieces i've got on my wall oh yeah no well Which no that's decoration i I've, I've paid all in fact i think i've probably paid as much hmm. for those two art pieces plus the frames they're in as I'm going to be paying for this entire book. Oh, that's fine. I can uh, look. That's your money to do so, but I, I don't really. That you know, I, even as a fan of the game, uh, not this time. I'm afraid. Uh, I mean, that, that, that's fair enough. I, I completely respect you for, it, and I, I can actually understand where you're coming from. I know a lot of people who are um, uh, de-stuffing their lives. I know someone who's taken like a multiple thousand pound manga collection and basically broken the spines on all of them scanned them in and said i'm just keeping the digital copies i'm gonna shred the rest yeah um and 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 and, and that's their thing I, I i've started buying movies digitally because i don't want more stuff a lot of the time this however is one of those things it's like yes i'm i'm willing to pay for it and and that's i think that that's actually building in part of why this is on kickstarter because mm. it's not that huge audience for, for war gamers so you know temper your expectations but it's it's not that huge mass market thing it's not like you know oh it's it's a faction book with rules in from mark ii everyone's gonna buy a copy it's like some of it some of it for me is that i miss that so some hmm. of the appeal is that i miss the um 
I used to like those books like once, twice a year. Um, actually, definitely twice a year if you're into Hordes and War Machine. Um, you've got the next set of rules, all the different new, the different faction models, rules, and the ongoing fluff. And I and I enjoyed those. Now I know we're in a digital age now, and the rules are changing, and COD make, COD would make that impossible anyway. But um, I miss that, and this is kind of harkening back to that. And some of it will be the old classic early art, but there'll be newer art and stuff that we've. Oh no, yeah. Here. There are new bits of art in there, it, which is fine. The, but there's the book also shares sort of space with, um, you know, stuff like uh, level seven and yeah. and if I know lots and, of people uh, love monster, monster yeah. apocalypse. As well. I'm sure lots of people love Monpok. I'm not. I love Monpok. I haven't played any Monpok, but I like Monpok. I'm not. I'm not interested in in having a book for if it was purely War Machine based, maybe. And if it's I had majority Nine Kingdoms, though, to be fair. I guess. I mean, they might pull it, fill it full of filler at some uh, point. I was going to say, judging by the pictures they've put up for the canvas art print, um, I think that kind of tells you roughly how much they're looking at Iron Kingdoms before other things. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, well, I'll, I'll, I don't think you'd get as big a sort of, you know, epic combat scenes in level seven, a corridor shooter, and uh, as you would in. I mean, some of these, I mean, they are beautiful. But they, again, some of the quality varies in the art as well. And obviously, art is in the eye of the beholder. But Yeah, that, that's always very much contextual. Subjective. But the other, the other side to it, but just nobody's, nobody's uh, it's not a requirement to buy it. I mean, you know, you can no, 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 I'm never saying it is. I would have preferred... key, it's got some, it hasn't got some key essential rule or some key essential secret thing in it. I think Should... this is good, and I hope it succeeds. But I hope it succeeds in that we get a book about the fluff and that's what some people have been saying as well that they'd have preferred a book of uh you know everything a compendium yeah uh, essentially like the old uh rpg books for the system I mean, n- nothing says that they can't actually do that down the line um no. and i think if they get tangential products like this off the ground i think it's going to free them up a bit more to actually be able to do more of those um passion projects hmm. because something like that would purely be like Doug Seacat locking himself in a away in a room for six months going I'm going to write a definitive timeline of everything that's happened from Mark 1 to Mark 3 I think I think and it, it would still get funded as well but I mean I'm looking at the numbers there there's a 1,132 backers. It's a, it's, a, it's, a sad, it's a sad time, especially when you remember the, I'm going nostalgia again, but the, the video game that was terrible uh, and yeah. the amount of people that backed at, at that stage. Um, I, I would say for that one, how many were backing for the caster models? Exactly. But um, yeah, yeah, of course, they were trying to get pre-releases, but you'd think that the people still playing that game are the, you know were in that number and now this is the it's just, it's a bit of a sad number just for me like uh, um, i would have I, I would say uh, i don't think it's a sad number i think that you know it proves that a, a thousand people want to see an art book of this stuff this yeah. i don't think this was really going to be a massively widespread thing because not everyone wants a coffee table art book Mm-hmm. And it's, it's as I mean as you've said yourself, it it's a niche, yeah. Um, and yeah, that, I I think that's kind of fine. I think they I think they were over ambitious with their stretch goals for it. Certainly, yeah. Um, yeah. Those numbers were. 
That was disappointing. Yeah. I, I think, you know, maximum in the last, because it's reached the last like three, uh, two, three days, uh, I think maximum they'll probably hit the first more pages stretch goal. Um, they've just hit the first, the, the Infernal's digital sketchbook, which will be interesting. Um, there's some stuff. stats on Kickstarter, don't know, about the, about the last 24 hours is often often a massively higher percentage than than any other previous day, isn't there? So who knows where we'll go in the last three days. Yeah, your, your first day and your last day are yeah. um, your, your big ones. I, yeah. I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go stats nerd here for a second. Okay. So, so, so bear with me. Um, because there is a wonderful website called Kick Track. Right. So if you look at the number of backers for um, War Machine Tactics, nineteen thousand eight hundred. Holy moly! Yeah, uh, but the, the, I'm not. I'm, I'm not trying to compare it to the book, like. But that just really that figure and the amount raised, which is one million five hundred, is um, was a you know. So, um, if we look at the, the, the trending and the projections, so um, the projection is this will end at round about $84,000, um, with the projection being probably in the 76 to 84 range, um, which, you know, probably gives us the Infernal, well, definitely gives us the Infernal sketchbook and probably gives us the Monster Apocalypse sketchbooks as well. Um, and there's an outside chance for the first lot of more pages. Um, so, which would give us uh, up to 162 pages in this book. Nice. Um, oh. Which is nice. Oh, yeah. God. If you look at the... Um, if you look at the... Um, the Kickstarter for the war game... For the War Machine Tactics, you really see that people wanted a really good, you, you know, off-the-table top experience, and it just never delivered... Yeah, it's very sad. I unfortunately didn't have any faith in that from the start, I'm afraid. Yeah, I know. Yeah, just, it's just a bit sad. It's a very difficult it, thing to realise. I yeah. guess, yeah, it was. Um, uh, it was definitely uh, very ambitious. Uh, to be honest, they probably would have had a better time had they stuck with their original plan for that game. Yeah, I can't but, remember what that was again. What was so... To, to, to delve back into history what was presented there was not the first version of that video game okay. the first version of that video game and I'll be very surprised if you can still find this on YouTube somewhere the first version of that video game was um, oh, I'm trying to think of the, the, the name of the game um, Dynasty Warriors oh so the very first version that I saw had a version of, I think it was both Striker and Haley going through a burning city, going all dynasty warriors on a bunch of winter guard. Yes. Um, I think I remember seeing this as well. And what they were able to do was uh, basically press a button and it would switch to their war jack at which point almost like a, they could either directly control them from the sense of shooting things or they could pretty much um, almost throw them like a grenade. So you'd see an AOE on the ground, and the jack would head into that area and just e spend your focus to kill what was ev whatever was there. Um, it was a really interesting-looking concept, and I think they would have done well with that. 
Um, replicating something as complex as War Machine inside a video game was always going to be a big ask. And yeah. I mean, they tried. It was an interesting attempt, um, but it ended up being slightly clunky um, and never quite worked from what I saw. No, uh, it didn't work. Ah, there we go. Okay. Is there so, a video link? Because I was trying to find it. I, I, I have found it. Um, you'll laugh when you find out what channel it's on. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> really? <laughs> yep. So, so for reference, the people who can't see it. Oh, I um, see. The War Machine E3 trailer, as it's called on YouTube, was posted on the channel Guts and Gears back in 2011. Mm. Um, and who boy that is um, quite some years ago so it was still by White Moon Dreams um, and it used what I believe would become like the, the final character models yeah uh, for the game in fact some of the footage was reused for War Machine Tactics Oh, but yeah, I see the hack and slash. Why the fuck didn't they do this? Apart from uh, the Winter Guard all running like lemons. That's quite amusing. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, though, it already, from what you can see there, looks pretty awesome. Record that for posterity when Gus and Gears dies. <laughs> uh, we, I'm not going to. Um, although, weirdly, weirdly, this is now the second time in a week they've come up because uh, Byron was talking to me about how one of his ex- first experiences with um, War Machine at tournament level was against yourself, Kurt. At, yeah, I was going to say that's in Guildford, wasn't it? Yeah, at, not Guildford. Uh, yeah. Uh, was it Gearscon? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, which was. Uh, it was something like that. Near Gatwick. Yeah, it was near Gatwick, yeah. Yeah, we had a um, Chris Cawthorn has re- re- resurrected his um, pentathlon event at that um, weekend. I, I will say for that being on the Guts and Gears channel, uh, right. Guts and Gears <laughs> at the point where we started were a very active podcast. They were, um, right. yeah. So, so were boosted damage. So, yep. so were Dragon Storm, I think. Um, yeah. Um, Alpha Strike came just after us. Yeah. Oh, um, flat cap and whip it radio. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh yes. Moving on. Just search for War Machine video game and look for the channel Guts and Gears. Um, it, it'll be on there. It's it's really a blast from the past. Uh, were there any other questions? Uh, he, I believe there were on Facebook. Question mark. Can we rapid fire these ones? I'm tired. Yes. Good call. Good call. Rapid fire. Okay. Well, it, it, it's it's getting to eleven, so I suppose I better go and make my lunch for work tomorrow soon. Can you make mine? Too? Some, some overnight oats as well. Um, I love for that. Cool. So, uh, okay. Uh, one here from a uh, friend of mine called Moly. Um, the state of the game in regards to someone thinking of getting back into it. Last time I tried, it was just colossals and tournament lists as far as the eye can see. It's tournaments and battle engines now, and colossals. Um, I, I would say that there is a good mix of lists out there. Hmm. So uh, most people in their list pairing, or as part of their, let's say they've got a list pairing and maybe a couple more lists beside, um, will have one list with a colossal in usually at least uh, um, and maybe one that's a colossal and a battle engine 
I'll, I'll, say, I'll say something more positive here. It, get back into the game is still fun. Uh, get back into the game and pick a, a decent... I mean, the theme forces allow you to build a cookie-cutter list to begin with and, you know, learn learn the nuances of that quite easily I, instead I, of having to build a list yourself. I, I would actually walk that one back just a tiny bit. Okay. Where you've said cookie-cutter. I'm not sure it's quite that simple because although there are kind of... They're, they're good guidelines on ways to build things that synergize with each other you there's still variation in between that um and there's probably a a best list for each one yes there's quite a lot of variation in most armies within themes yeah not high reclaimer i mean but even within a theme you can change the caster and then you suddenly have to change the army to match them and even that's the same oh excuse me the same theme with the same benefits you'll find it plays in a different way. It's, um, yeah. Uh, maybe I meant on the sense of, when I say cookie cutter, the, the most optimal net deck, basically, that exists. Well, but there's less then, of those now than there were. I mean, <laughs> yes, Hieroclaimer, High, High dual, dual um, Judicator with Civi Zero. Yeah, but but name another one. Uh, I can't, because I don't play as players. Nine Slayers? Oh, yeah, oh nine God. Players. Yeah. But, but, then, but then... But then name another one. Uh, Haley, Haley through the trenches. Oh, the trenches, yeah. Mm. yeah. I think after that, you start to run dry yeah. very quickly. There aren't that many. There really Circle aren't. of the Farm. Uh, yeah. I can't remember the caster. What I will... The what I will. one, the what's-the-face, the secret you can't see a girl, yeah. yeah. What that's a, what a, that's will more s- new hotness than... than that's more yeah. new hotness than Judicator. <laughs> what, what I will say for the Nine Slayers list is... They can die in a fire. Uh, no. If you knock a couple of those tent pegs out, that thing falls down like a house of cards real fast. Um, I took um, uh, McBain into it and basically just stood there and went, okay, you got a group of three slayers together? Great. Jackhammer. So I've killed two slayers, badly damaged another. And yeah, you've still got a lot of slayers left, but I've got full health nomad that's standing out there in front of my army. What are you going to do? Take out an 11 point warjack so I can send in a mangler and kill even more of his slayers? Mm. It's, it's got its problems, that list. Um, if you can knock a couple of the jacks out, it really goes down fast. I can imagine it being quite intimidating to a new person, though, coming back oh, in. Oh, God. Yeah. No, you, you need to work out what you're doing against a it. A slayer with an arm missing is a lot less devastating. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. One arm gone. One arm gone is enough. But, well, they can't combo strike anymore, and exactly. that's that's yeah. where all their damage is coming from. Mumbo combo. All well, right, yeah, move because, on to the next one. Yeah. Uh, all right, calm down. <laughs> <laughs> There's only like two left, and one of them I think we've covered. What was that? Actually, no, no, we have we have covered it because it, it was just uh, talking about um, community interaction. Um, but the, the the last one is from uh, the late Nick Topham. Oh, is he dead? dead to us no he's oh. just late he's wow. always late um and uh it's just a question how do you make nick play the game again well he didn't uh, say well he just said play the game again yeah I, I mean i don't think we can answer that for him but he now lives in central london so um talk to norbert yeah yeah um his enthusiasm alone should get you playing if you Going across or wherever he goes. Here's the thing, right? 
and I, I mean this with absolute like respect for Norbert and all that he does for the community in London because yeah, he, he works against tournaments that sort of there and runs them. Um, London is about 45 minutes by train from my house. I don't go into London for tournaments. I actually spend two hours driving to Milton Keynes, Bristol, Cardiff, literally anywhere else. Because getting into and out of London is such a faff that just throwing things in the car and driving two hours away seems like a much better deal. Well, you me. can't park your car. That's the b- big key part of what you just described, really, isn't it? Oh, I can park it at Basingstoke Station, at yeah. which point I have to carry my army cases onto the train and then from you the train... You can't drive to, to a venue and park oh, at a venue, can you? It's so bad. Mm. I mean, I could if I didn't value my own life because driving in london is an experience i do not wish to repeat anywhere in the next decade you or can, so you can you can drive to hammersmith and park in hammersmith and take a tube in but i don't want to take a i don't want to take an army case on the tube thank you very much yeah I, i've i've done that once um and i've done it yeah i've done it yeah. I used to go up there but uh, yes, so so how to get Nick to play the game again? Um, just I don't know, bully him over Twitter until he goes and plays. There we go. That's that that that's my answer. Anyone else? Bullying? No, bullying Nick. I used to enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Nick. Wow. What? I don't. Know. I haven't said anything. I just went. I can go back to my pre my pre um, broadcast comment of how I got Nick DQ'd out of a um, national tournament, if you like. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was it was fun. It was uh, it was amusing. He um, we rolled off. We were on the bottom table out of I think it was the seventh round of two days of nationals, and we were on the very bottom or second bottom table, and we diced off, and he won. He opted to go second, chose his table edge, and then started deploying. And I didn't argue with him. I just put my hand up and complained to a judge and got him DQ'd. He did get un-DQ'd. But immediately, Chris came over and went, DQ'd, done, bye-bye. <laughs> and then walked away. And uh, yeah, he did come back and then say, no, it's all right, just stop. Oh, it would have been more funny if it didn't come back. Yeah, it, there was a delay. It was funny. Okay. <laughs> I was on the floor crying. It was so funny. Oh, just dead pad straight over, DQ, bye-bye. <laughs> oh, I miss. I miss him. Where is oh, he? Chris Cawthorn. Yeah. In Cambridge. Also. I know. In but... London. Oh, in London now. What? London? Is he in London? I think so. Oh, okay. What's he doing in London? Working there. Bloody hell. He's not been... He left Cambridge from a working point of view quite a while ago. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Well, you obviously tried... Like he's living, exactly. He moved further south a little bit, I think. Are you sure? He's living right in the middle. Yeah, to, to, to be fair, expense-wise, between London and Cambridge, um, yeah, you, you kind of don't want to be in either of those if you're renting or buying. So, uh, Cambridge is a city of two halves, though. Let's not go any further than that. Oh, well. There are cheaper places to rent in Cambridge. You just want to live there. <laughs> fair enough. Mm. I would say it's a bit like Basingstoke, but you just wouldn't want to live here in general. So I wouldn't, know. I can't even drive through the place. A lot of places are pretty garbage, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the positivity overflowing <laughs> a lot of places ha- having having garbage. having come here from Blockswitch, it's an upgrade i'll say that from where Blockswitch. i think it's a sandwich it, what? No. moving I on mean, I mean, um that's a poor attempt there Jen. okay Sorry, if, if, if you pair want to wrap this up let's go for any other business 
So, first on my list, Benj, any other business? Why do I always come first on this bit? Um, because I look at the order the icons are in. Okay. Alphabetical. Alphabetical. Yeah. I thought I'd be slightly more awake than I feel right now. But um, what, was it? what have I been doing? Uh, any other business? Uh, Primer was uh, £2.49 on uh, Amazon. And I love that movie. And now I've got it in digital format for the rest of my days. It wasn't previously available to stream. Uh, that is a very recent thing. It was only available on DVD. And it cost £10 on DVD. It was on, it was on Netflix. Primer on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. it was Rages. Really? I must have missed that. I and, honestly and, did not see that. And then I bought it on Google Play a while back. Well... There we go. I had Amazon Prime, so I wasn't even looking in any of those places. I never saw it on Netflix, though. That's a new one to me, and I did have Netflix for a bloody long time. Anyway, it's a great movie. Go watch it nine billion times and try and figure out who's doing what. Yeah, I agree. Six, and, seven times at least. Yeah. I, fair. I, I did read that thing where it said that they intentionally kept all the dialogue as fucking, you know, techy as possible so that people would have to watch it so, because it was a distraction from what was actually going on in the yeah that that bit that kitchen scene alone is massively different when you get to watching it about five times yeah that, that, just the kitchen scene is just like w- wait what what mm. actually because you start ignoring what they're talking about and you're just yeah. like okay i'm not gonna spoil it beyond that but yeah yeah that scene jumps out as significantly different layer. I, I think we've discussed Primer on multiple episodes. We have. And, and every, every time um, I've reiterated, well, apart from the first, I, because I didn't know about it, I've reiterated what Kurt said to me. If, you want, if you're going to watch Primer, go in knowing as little as possible about the film. Do not read the back of the DVD case. Do nope. not read online synopses. Don't read the description. Just watch the film mm. and mm. and process as you go. There is a lot to process in there, um, and you will want to watch it a second time afterwards. Yes, and then and then you'll leave it a while, and then watch it again and go, wait, that's not what I remember. Yeah, that's if you enjoyed it the first time. I can imagine lots of people turning it off and never coming back to it, which is some okay. people. Some people will, and that and that's not like from a, a an intellectual standpoint or anything that's like it won't be their cup of tea and that's that's perfectly fine um but if, if you're into that sort of thing and it's really hard not to, to to say anything without spoiling it but um just give it a watch it is a not a very long film and it is very well done for what it is. rewarding what mm. it is. I, I wanted to see the favorite um but i didn't get to see that this week. i haven't watched that yet i would do want to watch that as well I've heard about that, but I'm watching. Yeah, it's from the guy that did the lobster. So. Yes, which I have seen. Yeah. Okay. Is that your any other business? Yeah, I really haven't been up to any nerd shit recently. So. Okay. Kurt, how about yourself? Uh, I've continuing the same theme. I went to a Bumblebee over Christmas. I really enjoyed that. Oh, I wish I'd have seen that. I really enjoyed that in cinema. It was good. It just, it's- I would say, it makes up for the for the poor Transformers films. But it, it's way up there. It's it's best Transformers film. It's really as, it, as in all the Transformers films being poor, because they're pretty much all garbage in comparison. I, I quite like Darker Than Moon. Okay. Which is three, isn't it? I like that one. Okay. Like, it's got a story, 
it's got a plot, it's got an arc. I like, it goes a bit long, but I like it. Okay. But that's but that's fine. Uh, um, yeah. Um, other gamingy type things. Um, played quite a lot of Unstable Unicorns over Christmas. Okay. Card game. It's really good. It's it's um, a real simple card game. It's um, really simple. It's based uh, on similar things to a lot of other card games concepts. Yeah. Um, really really good fun. And it says something like fourteen and up. My eight year old loves it. I, I loves will. It. I, I will. I will again. Make sure to uh, remind people that if you are going to play it with your children, make sure you have the safe for work version before you start playing. So o- I, otherwise, I, questions will arise. So I uh, bought a, a a set that included um, four different expansions, the core game, and four expansions, uh, all still sealed and everything else. And so I, without even opening any of it, took the NSFW expansion and discarded it. Didn't wrap it up for my. Um, eight-year-old for Christmas. <laughs> I then, after Christmas, came home and then found where I'd chucked it somewhere behind my desk and opened it and thought, because we've got exploding kittens, I thought it's going to be NSFW like exploding kittens in NSFW. It's going to be like exploding kittens. NSFW has got cats with lots of nipples and kind of rude <laughs> things and silly things and kind of poo jokes and and filthy like poo cats and all kinds of just it's toilet humour. The NSFW exploding of, of unstable unicorns? Oh my god, it's not the same thing at all. <laughs> so one of the one of the one of the basic unicorns in the basic box is is a horse with an ice cream cone stuck on its head that looks like a unicorn. So it's a horse trying to pretend to be a unicorn. The equivalent in NSFW is a horse with a dildo slapped to its head. Yeah, that's, that's, that's and that's not about that. the standard. It's, that's not that dark. You want to explain that to my eight year old? No. See, there you go. No, and it's got like unicorn bear and unicorn twink, and one draws the other end, whichever oh. you get in your hand. It's oh, just like, no. what the hell is that? Oh. I'm not explaining that to my children. Get out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then you have to explain why you know that. I'm not explaining that either. Um, no, but so that's never going anywhere near my children. Well, not for a long time. But we have we have that we have the dragons and the and the adventure kind of fantasy one, and it's good. It's a really good game. So I really enjoyed it. We played a little that and. Princess Jing, my eldest and I played a lot of that. That was good. Got that. For, that was a recommendation from D6 Generation from back in the summer, or back from Gen Con in the summer. Um, I put that for her, which is really good fun. It's obscure, kind of. You've got to get your princess to escape with her romantic, um, uh, the captain of the guard that she wants to run away with across the board while the other person's trying to do the same thing while you sabotage them. It's good fun. Okay. Um, and painting lots of Christmas guard. Obviously, that's still continuing. I thought you said you nearly finished. I have fully finished. I mean, I got loads. Of, I played fully painted the weekend. Yeah, that that was impressive. I assume that none of that was out before July, really. E- um, even better, the fact that people had to ask you for uh, the colossals. So that the, the stripes and that is that. Did you master that off, or is that freehand? Yeah, that's that was a nice compliment. I like that. Yeah, because it. I, I I will say that that stuff is like. In my eyes, leaps and bounds ahead of what I saw on your trolls. Well, your, tro- you your, your trolls were good. Mm. Your crucible guard is excellent. Thank you very much. I appreciate so. that. Um, yeah, I like that. And yeah, freehand. My crucible guard is uh, all the metalwork is kind of gold, and then the main armor plates are purple, and all the kind of trim is is an orange and um, black stripe hazard kind of like a hazard stripe. So it it does have a kind of a Oh, uh, what they called in 40k? Can't remember what they're called now. Not Iron Warriors. Is it Iron Warriors? What are they called? 
asking the wrong person yeah, yeah. No. Um, but orange. orange it's orange instead of yellow uh, and it's yeah I, i'm happy with it it's i've got one vulcan that's done the other second one was on the table but it it isn't finished finished but it's getting there um yeah there's a lot of work in that six months i've been painting a lot over the last six months okay and now i have ambitions to do new gt lecole army but that might have to wait a little bit <laughs> fair enough okay yeah that's about me I think. So, uh for myself um my christmas was sadly pretty movieless i think I may have watched a couple of bits and pieces. Uh, From the media side, what I will do is recommend a series that has just started airing. Um, And it is very much into nerddom. It is an anime series uh, called uh, The Promised Neverland, um, which is... um, It's about some kids who are growing up in an orphanage, and uh, it's, it's idyllic and peaceful, and there are basically two rules um don't go outside the fence that's in the forest and don't go near the gate that leads to the outside world and so it's like somewhere between the village and a board game that i've backed on kickstarter well every child that's there uh is adopted between the ages of six and twelve and you know that while they're while they're at the orphanage they are um, they're, they're, they're tested every morning with mental tests and then the afternoon is theirs to do with us that they want sort of playing around and um, I, I'm not going to spoil what happens because I've read nearly seven books of this since Christmas um, but um, their world is not quite as peaceful as they think it is nor is their world what they think it is um, so if you do get a chance, uh, The Promised Neverland is available on Crunchyroll, I think, uh, which is available. Uh, you, there's basically a free version of it if you want to watch some adverts, and you can watch the first episode, um, which is really good and has a nice twist. So so, so there you go. That's that's my media-based um, recommendation. Uh, oh, God. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I've watched all of Titans thinking about um, TV stuff, but I thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed that too. Um, so gaming wise, I glued all the things, just, just all of them, um, because I had to have an army that was ready for, uh, playing in champions. So that ended up with being, okay, what armies can I make? Well, I've, I've got this dwarf army. Oh, wait, I don't have a basher for that. I guess better get a glue the basher. Uh, and I want to do, um, cross as the other army. Well, I need to glue cross. Oh, and then I want to run him with exemplars, uh, exemplar errants. So I need to glue Pla- those. Plastic plastic example you complained about assembling plastic exemplar errands. they are still in so many pieces why i i have two full units of metal errant exemplars i mean i pity you but at the same time it it just painful with spiky little shieldy arms <laughs> i mean the, the ua is still metal so there was still that but it's like okay, so this one has it's got a crossbow on its back and it's got a scabbard down one side and and then it's got it's got two arms and then it's got the bits that are there and then it's got two different shoulder pads and the hat separate and nah, so many pieces. Um, they are. Yes, yes, they are. They just they seem to have just basically taken the metal and turned it into plastic and not actually changed it, hasn't it? Yeah, that's usually the thing. Um, so on top of that, I also had to glue a unit of flame bringers, which um, I love the look of them, 
But then you try and get them in a case and you realize that it's the normal horse. So it's too wide to go into any of the large spaces properly anyway. But then instead of having the riders sitting on top because they're standing on top of the horses in most instances and they are holding knives out to either sides, there's, there's no way of actually comfortably getting that into a case. So at the moment, they've got their own mini case that just accompanies me everywhere. And I've said, mm, it'll do. Um, as well as that, this year I have, um, uh, well, I'm, I'm slowly rebuilding the local X-Wing club um, because we had a, a bit of a death of it over Christmas. Because you dropped it and it broke, no? No. Um, it, it's just that it moved to version two. We had a lot of people who had some like some time sinks at the same time, and it's, it's getting them back into the game slowly. Um, we're, we're now back up to like four or five members again from two Um which was kind of depressing. Um, but we're getting there. And the, if, for, for people who do play X-Wing, the first of their version of the dynamic updates is out on Monday, uh, Monday the 28th. So all the points and um, the equipment slots for ships are changing. Um, so be ready to update your apps, I guess. Um, there you go. Um yeah yay oh actually I, I have watched films recently I've, I've, I've just noticed on my uh my letterboxed feed um i finally got around to watching jackie brown oh wow oh I was... actually in that same i watched both kill bill films over christmas as well but yeah I, I i'm gonna have to say jackie brown probably my least favorite tarantino oh i enjoyed that brown. i might watch it again but i really like jackie brown I think the last hour or so is kind of fine, but the first hour just I I was rapidly losing interest in basically everyone in the film. Um, it's it's not terrible. It was just kind of there. Mm. Um, I also watched Morgan. Uh, Do if anyone said that? No, don't think so. So Morgan is actually relates to something i'm listening to at the moment morgan is basically kind of a frankenstein story um where a group of scientists create this um super child um and it's what stems from their creation of this child and them trying to make it into an acceptable member of society um after and this is not a spoiler because it's the re- whole reason for the setup of the film. Um, after she ends up uh, killing one of the people who works at the facility. Okay. So there you go. Um, I quite enjoyed it. It's not the best film, um, but if you like your sci-fi dystopia things, um, it might be of interest. So it, it's one of those films where if you saw it on Netflix and it was a rainy afternoon and you thought, yeah. "I've got nothing better to do." Watch Morgan. It's not terrible. Okay. Damning with faint praise there, I know, but uh, <laughs> there we go. So, sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I, I will. I, I am actually listening to um, Frankenstein on audiobook at the moment, and I'm I'm getting increasingly frustrated with Frankenstein himself because I want to strangle him because he's an idiot. Um, I'm about half an hour from the end. It's being read by Derek Jacobi, so it's a, a lovely sort of dramatic tale. Um, and the, there is a point in the book which anyone who's read the book will know. It's the point where he goes to Ireland. I wanted just to to find the writer in question. Why? Oh, Anya Taylor Joy is Morgan. I just looked it up. Yes, that's the girl from Split. Yes, 
Mm. Cool. Who's also in the New Mutants, which you've not heard about the tales that that one's going through. Yeah, Have fun yeah. with that. Now, have been delayed by over a year. Uh, the reshoots haven't yet started, and they may just pump the movie out on, net- on um, Hulu. Uh, does wow. that mean that it's going to be the non-like neutered Horror. version? Because w- weren't the reshoots to make it lighter or something? Uh <laughs> Not, oh. not heard any information on that one, but basically the the studio and the director can't agree on a cut. Okay, so it will probably be the studio's cut that goes up on um, Hulu, at a guess. Okay, so anyway, I think that's probably us done for uh, this episode. So, Kurt, do you want to uh, send us off? Um, you've been listening to Elite Cadre, the Hordes and War Machine, and obviously movies and TV shows and everything else we can think of, podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I've been Kurt. I've been Mike. I've been Bench. You sure, Bench? I'm not really sure. Good. Bye. 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 Bye, Bye Nick. Listening to Elite Cadre, a War Machine and Hordes podcast. Email us at elitecadrepodcast at gmail.com or find the whole team on Twitter at bit.ly forward slash elite cadre. Music provided by Martin DeBont and Symphony of Spectres. And now, in a world of perfect production and seamless transitions, we bring you the chaos that lurks beneath the surface. These are the Easter eggs. And I was like, okay. yes, I am having that. Um, and it managed to get through customs without uh, getting extra fees as well. Nice. So, I mean, to be honest, Kiki with a pentagram behind would have been kind of weird. Um, uh, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, no. I, I enjoyed the, the new season of Sabrina. Like, so I haven't much. watched it all. I got distracted by other things, but I did like what I've seen of it. It's I, sent, I sent my sister a message going, oh my God, new Sabrina's amazing. She went, that is like the gayest message you have ever sent me. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that's so gay. Like, yeah, mean, yeah. I mean, the old version was really camp and it was fun, but a bit and rubbish. for children. Yeah, yes. exactly. I mean, it's, you kind of expect that. And also like about 20 years old. Um, yeah, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. I want to argue, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, before the new season of the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina came on, they had a um, a good luck message from the previous cast. Yeah, they've they have certainly um, moved forward in time, as have we all. Should we say? Oh dear! Well, they they're old as fuck, are they? Well, the, 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 there's clearly one that seems to have stocked up on Botox, and the rest are just what, kind of... not. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm not going to say, but yeah. Um, so, so, so that was yeah. Saw Sabrina was excellent. Bought Sabrina t-shirt. So, okay. Yeah, that, that's kind of the long and short. But of that clearly, interview. clearly, it's a conversation point. We have already illustrated that. Yeah, that that is very very true. Um, just press the buttons to make things press happen. all the buttons well I, I, I'm trying to make us more accessible oh so so that means retweeting the podcast out on ah and now I get to hear Benge twice briefly yay that's a disturbing thing for anybody really well I'm, so. I'm loading up the chat for YouTube so I'm gonna attempt to do maths <laughs> is this gonna work is this gonna work have i added up yes i've added up correctly that's fine did you have to take your socks off because it was more than seven uh yeah nice i don't know <laughs> I, like I, I, think, I, like I think i've probably only got seven toes on that inbred probably <laughs> who knows i've got an ingrowing toenail i think i don't know it's fucking oh that painful. counts as an extra one bench come on you got a bonus there bonus round yeah i think it's an ingrown toenail. i've never had one before it's just fucking painful i think i've stabbed my foot with a sharp like bit that i didn't cut off properly i'm hoping welcome that's... to elite cadre the medical podcast oh no if you want to go that way i've got like something on my lip oh. i think it's cancer probably or something i don't know who knows bench we can take this to weird places very quickly um well, usually uh, I mean, yes, true. Um, I had some questions here. Oh. Well, I, I posted out that people might want to, you know, just throw some questions at us. Some were good. Right. Some, some were less good. Um, right. and, and I thought we'd start we'd, we'd start off more positively, um, this being the era of Bob. Yes. Um, for Bob is now the Lord and Saviour of War Machine. Hello, be thy name. Like, exactly. So, yeah. like Kingdom Bob. Yeah, yeah, it's very good news. Right. <laughs> I do love the fact that all the Americans, as I posted on Facebook earlier, all the Americans are there going, Bob? And all the Brit- all the people from the EU are there going, Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> King Bob. King, wait, what? Well, it really is a big thing for us. It's, I mean, all jokes aside, it's fucking amazing. Like, if we manage to actually become... Instead of the little carbuncle, the um, you know the proper community back again kind of thing. I'm, yeah, well, uh, Bob knows more about the market than PP do. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I will say that. Um, I, I will also. Uh, am I allowed? To, I guess you know. Yes, I am allowed to talk about this now because I'm no longer a PG. Yeah. Um, Bob was the driving force behind the first attempt. Uh, at lock and load in the UK, um, he was trying to set up a convention that kind of fell through because of some family issues. Um, but Bob did push very hard um, for us to get more stuff over here, and he has also pushed very hard to try and make things more accessible 
for the EU before. Um, for instance, when the death knell came out, and that was he thought it was going to be too expensive for um, the UK. He actually pushed so that um, we might be able to have a cheaper metal version instead. Now, didn't come off because privateers said no at the time for various reasons and that were both technical and slightly political and I'm not kind of privy to all of them. Um, but he has pushed for kind of trying to get us stuff that will work better in the EU market. So, sorry, I feel like this is podcast content. I've just wasted on the pre-show. You are. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> sorry, we do that a lot. That is very true. Uh, okay, I've, I've got my Facebook post now, so that's 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 good. We've, we've got tournaments to talk about. That's also good. We have. Yes, Benj has a tournament to talk about as well. Yeah, I didn't realise that I actually played after the last podcast. So yeah, it's been a while. It's been yeah. a while. Yeah, it's been a while. And, Mike and, and I, I, Mike and I, have played each other twice. Yeah, I we've tripled what, the amount of times. How's that? Yeah, tripled the amount of times you've ever played against each other over the course of oh, like thirty days. Holy yeah. flirtation! It. It, it it's bizarre. It's um, it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. I did like it. I did like the way that um, we stood in the podcast really, but I did like the way that um, that um, Byron was uh, almost apologising. It was like, do you play each other a lot? Didn't you? We're like, yeah, twice ever. <laughs> So we've only known each other for almost a decade, which, by yeah. the way, is scary in its own right. Um, uh, it is, yeah. We've only known each other for about a decade at this point. We've played each other twice. Yep. Like, you're up in the average quite a bit here. So, okay. Uh, ooh, 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 that's going to be interesting. I, I did like that question from Terry. And, and hold back on your opinions on this one, right? Discuss why CID or Mark Three Theme Forces are a positive thing for the game. Ooh, that's a good one. We don't I, like positivity here. You don't like positivity. See, oh, I'm feeling pretty positive. Let's go positive. Re- reference, referencing something, uh, referencing the fact that in this thread, Menoth John turned up, uh, and he is now officially retired from the world of War Machine podcasting. I say we can now claim that we are the podcast of positivity. Oh, my Lord. Have you met Ben? Really? No, seriously. I mean, what? With a podcast of positivity, Benji is there for contrast. Ah. It makes us look better by comparison. We need Alex back, see, that would help too. <laughs> no, that that's just competence versus incompetence. <laughs> Good for thing. contrast still. Still contrast. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, let's have a look. Uh, no, that's 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 mostly from uh, uh, Benj, Yes. What is the air wind speed velocity? I've learned they swallow. That, I mean, that, those th- those four words together annoy me. Why? Speed, velocity. I mean, I'm just quoting the thing. I know, but da yeah, you too. Physics, f- physics says no. Um, what, what? Because it's redundancy. You mean because they're the same thing? No, no, they're not. Um, Why well, no, they're uh, not? But ve- what is it? Is it velocity that's directional? Oh, good. Glad I asked. So I think one of them is um, basically the rate that you are traveling at, but the other one um, makes it the rate you're traveling at in a certain direction. So you could have one that was immensely high, but because you were zigzagging, zigzagging back and forth, 
and only moved like one meter overall would be much lower, if you see what I mean. I kind of see what you mean. I'm not totally sure I agree. Basically, if you look from above, as you're going like a hillside road that snakes back and forth, yeah, you're actually not traveling forwards a very great distance, are you? No. No. And it's it's the comparison between those two. You've traveled quite a long way up those up that snaking pass, but overall, not that far. Which one's which? Because you're velo- he's saying that I, I think velocity is the one that's that's basically uphill. directional. Yeah, velocity is yeah. the direct line one to oh, your end okay. point. Look, it did spark a conversation. All I'm saying. Yeah, it did, but it's the wrong kind, and people are going to correct and, my. And what's the relevance of a nautical mile in that? Nah, get away. <laughs> Imperial uh, units, get them I out of here. Derail everything's great. Um, <laughs> well, it's like one degree of it. What? <clears throat> uh, yeah, so we got that. Uh, you said that we'd already talked about the death of everything too many yeah. times, so. Uh, I think there was like one part of it that you were probably going to bring up anyway, but I can't remember. Uh, I missed no quarter. I mean, I don't think yeah. we, I don't think we did properly cover that. I know you said that you know it died, and uh, should we take an episode off that one, off the nostalgia train, and then we can come back in the next one? I mean, yeah, as long as the other train keeps on chugging. What the salt train? I know, not that salty. You know, <laughs> I, I know I have actually, a actually, actually, haven't you? Well, yeah, you've been to a tournament. You're you're feeling like okay at the moment. Yeah, it's good. Let's ca- ca- carry on with that mood. I like the um, game. Game's good. Uh, da, 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 da. Game's fun when you play against fun people. Yeah, that, I mean that—that that is that is very true. That is very true. I mean, uh, oh, we, actually, we had another question on theme forces. Double single theme pairings. Do they work and can they compete? What are the best ones? Double uh, single theme. As in having the same one twice. Yeah, as in more specifically, That's- double ladies. I want it to be a thing. Can it be a thing? Like not in champions, so no, not we, champions. We, but then, some... how often? How often are the champions? I mean, who's ever played in champions? We are the champions. <laughs> Amusingly, the next one I've signed up for also champions. Oh, is it winter? Uh, fifty point champions at Milton Keynes in oh, no. end of next month, I think. Oh no, no, no. Oh no, no. Yeah, no, no. if it hadn't been Mil- if it had been Bristol, I'd have gone. Oh, Kurt, there's a thing. Yes, um, Bristol, Cardiff. Yes. Um, oh, Kurt, there's a thing. That's pretty naughty. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, not sure how other close there is. I mean, anywhere further down the southwest, obviously good as well. Um, uh, I, I, I'm guessing you'd be looking for stuff in Exeter if there was anything as well. Um, yeah, I also would have Exeter brought to my attention quite quickly, I think, as well. That, that um, is true. People would beat down your door and go, Kurt, come out and play. Well, I was supposed to do that on New Year's Day. If I wasn't being ill physically, uh, I would have uh, yeah. gone. That's, that's um, not from alcohol. Then. No, the opposite. Um, lack of alcohol. Yeah, lack of alcohol. Yes. <laughs> Are you Bender? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah. Dying if we don't keep. No, I'm on dry jam. So dry jam. Dry jam. That's the thing, apparently. He's shriveling up, even as we speak. <laughs> I am. It's true. It's no dry. longer embalmed. So I'm just going off. The driest of yeah. jams. We, we've also had the announcement of the next CID, which, dear Lord, I've just realised my iPad being white does horrible things to the camera. Um, now, the uh, the next CID has been announced, and uh, it's on the 6th of February, and is Italian. Oh, is it? Italian. Italian. At some point. 
Mercs, 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 yeah. Mercs. Seafaring um, Mercs. It looks like, as well, they've put out a picture of the new Warcaster, um, which is interesting. Let me see if I can find it. The art book. We can mention the art book. Yep, although the Kickstarter will be done by the time we are, so... Oh, yeah, it will, wouldn't it, yeah. Uh, that caused a bit of controversy, as usual. Nothing, people. I saw a thread of somebody whinging about paying for artwork, and you're like, really? <laughs> Fuck that, I want a really nice coffee table book. Yeah. I, you know, it, I, I've bought art books before. They are damn heavy and impressive things normally. They are. I, but the Beast Boys book is still on my coffee table right now, which is not just art. It's a lot of other things, but nice uh, to too. Oh, you probably won't be able to see that. I've just realised that's in a closed group. I'm going to have to find the actual image itself. All right, let's get you a copy of this. To the elite cadre group. Go! Fly, be free. See if you can open that. Do, 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 do. Yep. Ooh. Oh, Ooh. Definitely looks warcastry to me. Looks piratey as well. Looks, um. Well, looks it is. Away. Looks like some hybrid of characters that are the later, um, parts of the Caribbean movies. It is Italian. We do know that. Um, I, I, I almost think they might try and do an Italian journeyman. Okay. It's got a smaller, um, what's it, backpacky thing, yeah. <sighs> I can't so, remember what it's called. Oh, the well, the power field generator. Yeah, it's got something else. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. There's a, I've got a book for this sort of thing right behind me and I haven't looked at it, so uh, anyway. Sorry, I'm getting a very strong um, smell of fried onions at the moment because someone has to eat dinner. Um, okay, so so are we, are we are we good to go with that amount of info? Yes. Okay. Yeah, well, is it, yeah, good questions as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's like we've got content. It's madness. Madness. Can we remember it, though? You usually God, forget. God, no. 